0: This episode of Bringing the Backups is sponsored by Haha ha Hot Sauce. Comedian Dave Yates had an idea to teach himself how to make hot sauce, and people liked it so much, he started selling it as his merch after shows. Haha ha Hot Sauce combines orange, pear, apple cider vinegar as the base with the Carolina Reaper, the hottest plant according to Guinness. This hot sauce is both flavorful and hot. If I had to pick two things I want my hot sauce to be, it's flavorful and hot in that order. Pick up a bottle from Dave Yates after a comedy show or visit hahahotsauce.com. This episode is also brought to you by the Kennedy Space Center, America's number one NASA tourist attraction. Come on down to Cape Canaveral to see the space shuttle Atlantis, the red planet, and even a rocket launch. You can also visit their brand new exhibit on extraterrestrial life called Times We Fucked Aliens. This revolutionary exhibit shows all the great moments in secret alien fucking human history, including Buzz Aldrin getting head on the moon, John Glenn's zero-gravity 69ing of a space hooker, and the Tom DeLonge Martian money shot, the Kennedy Space Center, because if the Air Force is going to come clean, I guess fuck it. Lastly, we're brought to you by the XFL. Hey, did you know The Rock bought the XFL? That's kind of cool. The XFL... If you smell what The Rock is cooking, you must be smelling pedestrian quarterback play in mostly empty stadiums. Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bringin' the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. Great to be here on the season finale of Bringin' the Backups. That makes it seem like one of the main characters is gonna get shot. There's no big cliffhangers or anything. We're going to be taking a break for most of the month of August, coming back in early September. But before we do, let's get to this episode, our final episode. We're talking about quarterback Craig Wheelahan. So any San Diego Chargers fans out there, I don't know what you've been doing with your time, I guess, getting really into the Padres since your team left. I don't know, maybe you're still traveling up to L.A. It's weird. It's it, Your team moved too close to where you used to be. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Craig Whelanhan's the quarterback on the show today. Uh, that'll be fun. We're also sponsored by Haha ha Hot Sauce. Those three ads I read in the top, only one of them is real. And it is, of course, Dave Yates. Go to hahahotsauce.com to support our sponsor for this episode. The guest we're talking to today is Brett Lauren. He is a former uh, minor league baseball pitcher and a current podcaster for the too Tall Sports podcast, which you can catch on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You can also follow Brett at Too Tall Sports on Twitter. That's the best place to catch him there and see updates for the show. He has a great show. All of you, I hope you take the time to go check it out. You will enjoy it. Here we go. Let's gonna, We're going to get right into the episode. I'm excited. I'm thinking maybe for season two, I don't do that. Oh, what is up thing? Because sometimes I'm like in a weirder mood. And like it feels fake. And to be like, oh, what is that? If I'm not really feeling it, you know? But then it would also be if I just came with my mood and I was sad and I was like, oh, what is up, everybody? Then that would be weird, too. It feels like I feel a little pigeonholed into it. You know, I guess this is the kind of thoughts you have when a first season of a podcast is coming to an end. What am I going to do moving forward? Well, look, all those answers will be settled soon enough. But for now. Enjoy the final episode of season one of Bringing the Backups. It is a ha-ha-hot episode? Fuck me. God, I hate that I did that. I gotta do a second take of this one and cut that joke, right? That can't be in the season finale that I do what I just did. And then all this time spent talking about it, there's no way this is gonna make it too. Obviously, I'm gonna edit this out. Enjoy the show. This is bringing the backups with Eric Helwig. Oh, season finale, huh? We did it. I love that when if you guys listen to this podcast, you know I, I one of my favorite things to do is go to other people's podcasts who have quit and uh, see them promising how they're going to be coming back in a couple weeks and they never do. But I want to make it very clear that I am not quitting my podcast, all right? I'm taking a little break for the month of August. You know, I figured the best time to put the halts on a football podcast is a month before all football starts back up, right? It's a good time to take a little break. But you know what? It's not my choice. You know, life has, has made some decisions for me, all right? We're gonna be doing a little bit of traveling. I'm in a couple comedy festivals coming up here. Started a new job, which you know I'll, I'll I'll tell you more about you know when we start season two in September. Ooh, teaser! I'll tell you a little bit more about the new job, and I'll, and I'll shit more fully on my old one. But I still have to work there for another week, so hang on, season two. You know, bigger guest, hopefully some uh, some new elements to the show. I want to add on. You know, that'll be fun, and. uh You know, most importantly, me shitting on my current job, (laughs) but I can't do it. Like I said, I can't do it now because you know you you never know who's listening out there, huh? I need the money. I need the money for the. She said, "When I got, when's my last day at the at the job? It's gonna be like the twelfth or the thirteenth, something like that, of August." So, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a crazy month here coming up. Just kind of getting ready for it. And I figured it was a good time to take a little break from the pod so I can, you know, get caught up on stuff, creative things. I'm also bringing back my stand-up show to Los Angeles. Yeah, about that, huh? Barely making it L.A. You guys don't even know about it because the whole time we've had this podcast, the show hasn't existed. It was obviously pre-COVID. We didn't turn it into a Zoom show because we have – Self-respect, but uh, the show, that show is going to be coming back. So when the podcast comes back, we're going to have fun stuff to uh, to debut. More live shows to get you guys to come see me do stand-up at. It's just going to be cool. Like I said, we want to offer new stuff. Get the Patreon up. huh? That was another thing that I'm going to get to take a month here to kind of start prepping for that. By the way, if you guys do want to support me so I don't have to work these jobs I don't give a shit about, you can do that. You know how you do it? You go to erichelwick.com and you buy one of those shitty t-shirts I made. Yeah. I sold a bunch of those in the first, like, month that I opened up the store, but I haven't sold jack uh, since I uh, since I started. <laughs> uh, or since, I should say, after the first month. But, yeah, somebody uh, surprised me, huh? Go, on a, go get yourself a coffee mug, a t-shirt. Little sweatshirt, huh? I got hoodies on there that are pretty nice. A football jersey type T-shirt as well. That's been the the fan favorite so far. I'd say out of all the the merch that people have bought, it's cool, man. Look, I'm excited. I something that I think you have to establish with people is that you're not going to quit stuff. You know, I actually end up talking my uh, my interview today is with uh, Brett Lauren. A uh, very good podcaster. Uh, I met him doing his show. We connected online, as I have with a lot of people in the last year doing my show. And Brett's a fan of the show. He's got a great podcast himself, Two Tall Sports Podcast. You can follow it at Two Tall Sports on Twitter. And better yet, you can just listen to it, Apple Podcasts. It's on YouTube as well. All this stuff, as always, linked in the bio. If you're on YouTube, scroll down, you'll see it. You guys are going to be very happy with the direction of the show. We got some real—I uh, don't want—I don't want to look. Whatever it is, what it is. I'm trying to get more football guys on the show. All right? I'm trying to get some of these quarterbacks on, huh? Can I do it? Can I book them? You know, I got—I got Jabron on the show. I got a little taste of actual football guy. It's like. I love talking to my friends who were comics, and I'm still going to do that. But you know, at, at a certain point, like how much can you complain about not getting spots in, at fucking alt shows until people are like, "All right, buddy, it's this football is all over the title of your show. Let's get some more athletes up there." So that's what I'm going to try to do. I feel like that'll I feel like that'll uh, be good for the show, right? But whatever, you guys. I don't know, if you're listening at this point, it's like, well, what do you, What part do you like more? Do you like the comedy part more? Do you like the sports part part more? I know which part I like more. Is the feeling of releasing the episode and then uh, sleeping for 15 straight hours on Tuesday after I release it, being like, fucking got another one done. This thing is a workload. What I'm gonna like, hopefully this new job I get, gonna make a little more money. And first thing I'm doing is hiring somebody to edit videos. That, oh my God, can you imagine? Edit the audio, edit the video. I just talk into this mic for an hour and then be like, hey, guess what, motherfucker? You fix it. You fix the fact that when I talk, I move my mouth around so the voice, the sound comes in and out. huh? You feel that, huh? That's kind of what I do. And usually I got to fix it. I'm not fixing it anymore. I'm going to hire somebody. I got a little list of things I would hire people to do. You know, I'd hire somebody to edit the podcast. I'd hire someone to feed me grapes. That's down the list, but I do eventually want someone to feed me grapes and have that be their only position grape man or woman. Although I did say man first, so maybe I'm learning something about myself right now. I want it to be a man. 35 years old, never too old to learn you're gay, apparently, which is what's happening right now. I want a grape, man. (laughs) Grape. So yeah, new job. Excited about that. Excited to have a season finale. Like the idea of, I think I was kind of toying with it last week or two weeks ago on my episode. I was like, maybe I'll, uh, you know, quit. But then I was like, I'm not going to quit. I want to keep going. I think people are liking this. Enough people are liking it. But I definitely need that month. I need to like you know, get some interviews stored up, huh? Do a little bit of banking interviews. I've heard that's the thing that professional podcasts do, unlike me where I'm like, I need to interview you. The podcast is doing 5 hours. It's too stressful. Okay, you get a couple in the can and then you're like, you know, you're like, okay, if I do take a week off, I still got the interview ready. You know, I don't got to stress it as much. So, going to take this month to get ahead for season 2. Enough, you guys are like. How long is this motherfucker gonna describe the process of making a podcast to us? Just do your podcast, Eric. It was an interesting week for uh, sports. We learned that quitting is the bravest thing you can do while in competition. Which is, yeah, I I didn't know that. You know, you gotta. You know, I always thought the bravest thing when those uh, soldiers took Normandy was those guys that stood in the front and uh, took a couple to the forehead. But apparently the braver thing was people cowering in the back <laughs> that never got out of the boat. <laughs> Does everybody get what I'm referencing? Of course, I'm I'm joking. Of course, that's not an a, exact way to say it. The whole, whole Simone Biles thing was so wrought. It's like everybody's like, just draw your battle lines. It's like you're either this or you're that. It's like there's no middle ground. Nobody listens to anybody else. Everybody pretends like... They have the strongest, most like extreme position, and anything that's not exactly lined up with that is horseshit. It's like, that's just not how the truth works. The truth is complicated. It's messy, you know? Like, how often do I come on here and bitch about going to therapy, okay? I'm not somebody that hates on mental health, but it's like, we still do shit in sports that's not good. Like, like should people be allowed to write articles about athletes? That's not good for mental health, somebody criticizing you. Okay, we talk about it on the podcast a little bit with Brett, but booing, huh? Booing, seems like a thing that maybe we should make illegal at games, huh? It's like, like we sh- there's got to be a there's got to be a way to respect mental health and also let it be fucking sports. Like, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was somebody was saying to me recently. Oh, it was my therapist actually. It's my my therapy this week was just complaining about Simone Biles. <laughs> Or trying to understand it, trying to get my head around it, you know? And like, not just have a, here's my reaction day of. It's like, you think about it. You're like, what is the other side saying that I can understand? My therapist said it. I thought it was smart. She goes like, it seems like society is valuing less and less what we've traditionally valued in sports. I'm like, that is fucking true. That's true. And it's. It's a weird thing because it's like I I love sports. Obviously, that's what this podcast is about. And you uh, you got to find that middle ground where there's like a place where you don't have to call somebody a fucking piece of shit. If they decide that like their whatever, their mental health is taking a, too much of a toll on them or something. But also at the same time, like we don't need to like carve a statue for them for bowing out of the Olymp. Like there's a. It's like you can just like support somebody but also be fucking real. Like words have to mean something. What is brave? Hang on. Let's just let's just google brave real quick. Hang on. Let me. Brave definition. All right. Brave. Ready to face and endure danger or pain. Showing courage. All right. There we go. So what people are saying, like, she was brave for saying it was her mental health in the press conference. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess there's a part of that that's true. I don't think the act of quitting is brave, but you could say the the act of, like, being honest about why you quit is brave. So it's a little bit of both. She also put a, uh, a goat on her own, like, whatever, like, uh, what is it called? Is it a leotard? I don't know. Whatever that thing is that the the gymnasts wear. So when you do that, you kind of bring attention to yourself, you know? What's the definition of putting your foot in your mouth? Because it seems like that might be (laughs) the best way to describe. Look, you got to, like, you know, like when athletes are like, hey, you know, like, hey, uh, Tom, how do you feel about your game today? Uh, Winning the Super Bowl again, Tom Brady. And he's like, well, you know, it's just a game, and a game is a game. And, You know, it's just us versus them, and sometimes you win, and sometimes you lose. Like, all that horse shit that athletes say. Like, you know, like, in their heart, they want to be like, I'm the fucking greatest, suck my dick, suck my dick. Like, they want to fucking go off in those interviews, but they don't. They always talk all boring. They just do those boring sports cliches, right? Straight out of Bull Durham. I'm just happy to be here, and every— It could be a backup quarterback or— Tom Brady or a Hall of Famer, doesn't matter. They all say the same shit. It's like if somebody, you can't say you're the GOAT. You got to let other people say it. If you say it, people are like, all right, well, then you better be the GOAT physically and mentally. And when you're not, that fucking criticism comes. So that is part of it. I don't know. My, my buddy was at a baseball game. Uh, tonight he was at the Nats Phillies game back in D.C. and he was like, "Send me some shit about the uh, about the uh, Phillies players, so I can heckle them." And he's rich, so he's probably like sitting in the fucking dugout. So I was like, "Oh, I'll give him some good heckles." And I started like writing shit about the players on the Phillies that I knew. Even the Phillies are my team, but like I, I, I'm a heckler. I support heckling, and the Phillies suck this year. So I'm like, "You know, go ahead and heckle them." You know, i I'm, I'm all right with that. I know they're my boys, but. Take them to task. They're a game under 500. Fuck them. All right? That's what we would do in Philly. But then as I was, like, writing the insults, <laughs> I think I said, like, Bryce Harper looks like a, a background actor in Sons of Anarchy or something. Like, whatever I was writing, I was like, you know, even just writing this, I'm like, this is bad for their mental health. You, it, you What you should actually do if an opposing team comes into your stadium, you know, uh, you're a fan of a team. You got a visiting team in there. You should tell them that uh, you know they're human beings just like you and me and give them a little massage when they come back from striking out. You should always respect the mental health of athletes as you're competing. No, it's called getting in their head. It's called saying I'm going to fucking dominate you mentally. That's what it is. I'm we're going to work it's called a home field advantage. It's but it's it's detrimental to people's mental health. I mean, am I crazy? What what is it taboo? What are you? What is boo? What does that do to you? We're not supposed to boo anymore, man. It's like it's like it's like we're changing sports for people who don't watch sports. It's just so fucking weird now, man. I don't fucking get it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to evolve, but sometimes the evolution feels like de-evolution. All right, it feels like we're going the like just a fucking. We're just changing for the sake of changing, and like someone's like, "This is a new idea," and everybody goes, "Yeah, I guess we think that." I guess this is. I was reading something that was like the greatest thing Simone Biles ever did was quitting. I'm like, that can't be true. That can't be true. And I haven't even mentioned the fucking quarterback. <laughs> the quarterback is Craig Wheelahan, huh? You got any any Wheelahan fans on here? He's apparently he's a he's a ref now for high school football. I just read that article and then I uh, janked, jank's not the right word I'm using for, I found, I was trying to say like jacked, but I went with janked, which is confusing. I jacked the email of the reporter. I was like, yo, get me this, uh, you wrote an article about Craig Wheelahan five years ago. What's his contact info? Let's get that. Try to get a little Craig Wheelahan action in season two, huh? He can listen to this podcast and tell me how it sucks. We're going to talk uh, Craig Wheelahan here in a little bit. And to get us in the mood for Craig Wheelahan, what better than an R&B song where it's Craig Wheelahan trying to get laid? I thought that might be a nice little thing you guys would enjoy. All right.
1: Baby, I'm about to tell you about a real man. And his name is Craig Wheelahan. Not a lot of men treat the ladies right under the sheets But my man Craig hand makes it look like a small fee. Standing on the sidelines wearing a Chargers hat But the brothers crushing pussy on the San Jose Sabre You yeah. Trying to help Ryan leave so they don't show him the doll. All while rocking a quarterback rating of 59.4 Making his woman feel like she's queen Dropping dimes to his fullback On a one-yard screen, no gain Fourth down, Chargers lose Ladies, you feel like you know the man Girl, I see you lighting candles on your nightstand Craig's got a game plan ready for you. Cause whenever he scores, Craig Wheelahan's going for two.
0: Oh man. I think I might have a future in uh, being a terrible singer. Look, let's talk Craig Wheelahan. Let's talk one of the most hilarious things I've found in my research for this podcast, which was I looked up Craig Wheelahan on YouTube. Third, video that comes up as an old XFL, because he was, uh, let's get this right, his XFL team in 2002, he was on the Chicago Enforcers as a backup, primarily a backup, for, uh, what's his name, it was Kevin McDougal, who was like a former, I want to say he was an uh, Oregon quarterback, but uh, anyway, like for some reason, like the the little title on the YouTube video is like Craig Wheelahan game, but he he's like a backup. He throws like two passes in it. But it starts. It's the XFL, and so it starts, and it's uh, Matt Vasgersian, who's like a baseball guy, is like the head announcer, and then he does like the. But I tell you what, this game's gonna be good. The Chicago's got a good ground game. They're gonna have to do something about it. And that's where I bring in my co-host. And then it, the camera pans over, and it's fucking Jesse the Body Ventura doing. Call like, play-by-play <laughs> was truly hilarious. Because, like, if you guys know Jesse, oh, yeah, it's me, Bob. It's me, brother. Like, just, like, the Hulk Hogan knockoff. And he's, like, they always do, like, the thing where the announcers at the beginning of the game, they sit, like, shoulder-to-shoulder real close. But Jesse Ventura is, like, eight times the size of Matt Vaskers, and it looks like he's doing play-by-play with, like, the giant from the green bean can. Like, it looks insane... And also Jesse Ventura doesn't have like a, a, he's like me. Like I feel like he just talks loud and doesn't realize he's doing it, but he's like screaming into the mic. It's in a booth talking into a microphone. (laughs) Some people just will, all the public training and like will never matter. Like they're just going to scream into microphones it's the wrestling training. <laughs> I feel like Hillary Clinton used to do that too, where she would just be like, yelling into the mic, and you're like, it's a mic. You, don't, you can talk like this, and people hear you in the mic. But I'm telling you, it's like a wrestler's thing, a wrestler slash bad politician thing, <laughs> where they don't use the mic right. So it's hilarious. And then it pans over to, like I guess, their like field guy, who's like in the booth, I guess XFL, they do it different. And I'm looking at the field guy talking. Like I wrote his name down. Hang on, let's get it. Mike Adamele? Who cares what his name is? I'm looking at him, I'm like, I know that guy. I know that guy. Where do I know him from? And then it clicked. He was the fucking guy from American Gladiators. Dude, the XFL rocked. It needs to come back. I would just love that. I just want. I, I would want to watch. I would watch a game right now if they were still doing that. And they still have, like, a wrestler doing the play-by-play. The first guy's got to be normal. It's got to be, like, Chris Collinsworth. And he's talking about, you know, the, you know, whatever, the San Antonio Alamo men, whatever stupid name they have for XFL teams. And then he's like, right, I'll tell you what, I'm bringing my co-host. Here's Sting. And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, that's. That's what you want. I know I did uh the fucking macho man there instead. Oh yeah. But Sting is funny if he's in his face paint. Yeah, and then like be like, "All right, and then for our play-by-play, we're going to the guy that used to host Legends of the Hidden Temple, some other show Eric watched when he was 8." Our play-by-play announcer is Olmec, the uh, the the stone talking temple man. <laughs> It was great. Anyway, I ended up watching like 30 minutes of an XFL game, and now it's 9.30 the night before the podcast is due. I'm going to be up till 2 o'clock in the morning, and the XFL is to blame, all right? I I love it. Whoever's posting these full XFL videos, keep keep it going. They are great to watch. You always see like a kicker, and you're like, I think that guy kicked extra points for the Dolphins in 2008. But there he is, you know, there's... Alindo Mari's got to get paid somehow, and that's what they do in the XFL. You know, bring back, bring back football leagues, bring them back. I know Doug Flutie's got one coming now. He's bringing back the USFL. Is that right? United States Football League. Yeah, more, 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 more. Craig Wheelahan. All right, let's get to it. Craig Wheelahan, good man. Listen to this roster. Of teams drafted by the Chargers in '95, stays through '98. He's the he's terrible. he's 2 and 12 as a starter, 14 touchdowns, 29 picks, under 50 percent completion. Uh, he's pretty bad then he he gets he's on the Raiders for a preseason in 2000 but then listen to his lineup after this the Memphis Maniacs, which I think that's got to be one of the uh, XFL teams. Then he goes to the Chicago enforcers, then it's the Orlando Predators. I think now we're getting into the Arena Football League. Yeah, he's there for two years. Then he's the Indiana Firebirds, back to the Orlando Predators, the Las Vegas Gladiators. Then in 2007, at this point he's 37 years old. He's the backup for the San Jose SaberCats. I love that. And then uh, they win the title, the Arena Football League title. Good for them. They win the Arena Bowl. So he's like, this is a dude that was like, I will play until the last person stops calling. That's look, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine teams. And you know how cool that would be? To just get to do that for 14 years. You go to nine different cities and get to, you know, fucking hang out on a football field. Yeah, some of them are arena football fields. You know, it's not a real it <laughs> doesn't mean anything, but it's still fun. It's still your life that you get to play football. I mean, I, I don't know. I I love these journeyman, uh, these journeyman quarterbacks who who are dipping in and out of different leagues. That's when you're really. I like, guess too bad he didn't get like some CFL in here, because that would have. I think I've seen people do CFL NFL. I've seen people do NFL XFL. I've seen Arena Football League in there. I know there was an indoor football league pro, but I've never seen somebody work in CFL with that, too. I think we actually talked about it with Jabron. It's too much of a, uh adjustment to playing Canada because the game's too different. But whatever. Look, let's let's talk about uh, one game that I actually did watch, and I loved it. This was... Uh, the So Ryan Leaf is imploding in 1998, right? First-round pick, and he's just throwing picks and doing drugs, doing whatever he did to not have a good career. And you know, God bless Ryan Leaf. I guess he's getting his uh he's gotten his life back together. I just, I see him doing like spots on TV now and he looks like healthy. So it's like, all right, good, didn't die. Happy for him. Got his money. Let his demons play some football for the Chargers there for a little bit and then, you know, put it together in the end. Good for him. You know, the race is long and in the end it's only with yourself. So, way to go, Ryan. Way to turn her around. That that's not an easy ship to move. But anyway, Ryan Leaf, uh, you know, being a, a, a fuck up, really does give Craig Wheelahan a little bit of a uh, little bit of fucking run there at the end of that shitty Charger season, huh? Week eleven and week twelve, he starts back to back games and goes two and zero. I'm talking a fourteen thirteen victory in San Diego against the Ravens. Well, not bad. I mean, two years later, the Ravens win the Super Bowl. So that's basically like Craig Wheelahan winning the Super Bowl. That counts as one of his come-from-behind victories because they they score a touchdown in the fourth quarter to win, 14-13. And the next week, it's Marty Ball. Chiefs come to town. And who do you think foils their plan? Who do you think steps up and tells Marty Schottenheimer... To fucking bend over. It is Craig Wheelahan. They won 38-37. He threw two touchdowns, only one interception. This is this, I'd say this is probably the highlight of his career. He throws a touchdown pass. Who did he hit? I wrote it down here. Charlie Jones for a touchdown with like 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter to go up. 38-37. You could kind of see, like you watch like the little replays of Craig Wheelahan touchdowns. This dude gets into it. This dude is really like a, he's like a fiery guy. And yes, he goes to, he was 0-10, 0-12 in his starts before those last two weeks. But like I said, just like, with it's how you end. That's a good way to leave your NFL career. So, yeah, I, I, think he's, I think this dude deserves a lot. He went to a school called Pacific, which uh, it doesn't even have football. I mean, he played, it had football when he was there, but then it went away. And look, it says he ended his college career ranked third on the school's list for completions with 300, and he only threw 27 touchdowns in college, and he's like an all-time leader. So Pacific Tigers football was obviously really bad in Stockton, California. But yeah, he was, uh, look man, it seems like he made the most of his talent. Dude loves football. And then I found out, doing a little research afterwards, now he's a ref, or at least he was five years ago. He's like refing high school football games, giving back to the sport that gave him so much. I wonder if I can get Craig on the show. It depends if that writer fucking gets back to me. We'll see. And and it, by the way, he, I wrote him the email and then linked to the show and was like, hey, I'm dropping the Craig Wheel." So if if the writer listens to this, he's going to be like, fuck this guy. So I guess I'm not going to get Craig Wheeling. And here's what I was thinking, because I have like a LinkedIn page where it's like all my professional shit for my job. And... uh I wonder if you can get a second LinkedIn page which can be like my comedy LinkedIn page because then I could connect with people there because I've noticed that a lot of people don't have, especially these quarterbacks, it's like they have LinkedIn pages because they're all like working real estate or sales jobs and shit. But I don't want to reach out to them as like professional Eric. I don't, even, I don't even go by Eric at my job. That's how fucking much I keep it separate. I got a different name. <laughs> like... I'm like a fucking spy from the Americans. I'm not even me at my job. I don't even tell people I do comedy. So I I wonder, I wonder, that's what I, I gotta find out if I can do a second LinkedIn page where I can reach out and it's like, hey, jokey me. Not psycho salesman me. That's what I gotta do. I gotta find a way to make that happen. But you know, this is all, again, I like I went right back into talking about how to make a podcast. (laughs) For the last year. All right. Are you guys ready to uh, get into this interview? You should be because having Brett on the show was awesome. Like I said, he's become a a, he's become a buddy. Uh, you will love his show, by the way. He's he's so much more professional than me in that he has these. He gets athletes all the time. He was a uh, minor league pitcher for seven years. So traveled the country, playing baseball, meeting people in sports. And so his podcast is, uh, you know, he gets like legit guests. And then he uh, asks them questions, and then like make sure that he the show stays on schedule. It's the exact opposite of what I do, <laughs> which is plan nothing, and then as it's as I'm in it, be like, oh fuck, I'm talking about the thing I said I wouldn't. God damn it! And then I can't get out of it. Like he he has discipline. He's an athlete. That's what they do. He used to probably go to the gym at like three thirty in the morning and work out, and like you know just achieve his dreams, you know, that's not, that's not how I roll, all right? I'm a comic, um, which is just a nice way of being, like, pretty lazy a lot. But I think you guys are going to really like uh, the conversation I had with him. He's got a perspective on uh, sports, and we even do get into the, the Simone Biles stuff, too, and you can see him, I'm just, like, copying his thought. I'm like, everything he says is now my opinion. That's... <laughs> That's usually me. It's like if you make a good argument, I now think what you think. I'm uh, that's one thing that I think people like about me from both sides is like you can change my mind pretty quickly. I've done very little research. But anyway, like with that said, we're going to get to the interview and then after that, it's going to be a little break. This is your season 1 Eric's first part of the podcast finale. Hang with the show. Don't leave. Stay subscribed. You're going to see episodes popping up uh, beginning of September, and I might even do a couple little preview things uh, later in August to just kind of get people ready and excited. Like I said, I've got a couple things in the works for the podcast that I do think you guys are really going to dig. And uh, it's going to be great. Like I said, in it for the long haul here. So, you know, maybe next time you hear the podcast won't be so echoey. Get a little bit of soundproof and foam up in here. So yeah, look. Let's uh, let's get into the interview. That's the third time I've said that. At two tall sports on Twitter to follow Brett Lauren, listen to his podcast, two two tall sports podcast. As I was saying before, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, anywhere you can find it. Thanks for hanging out for season one. We'll see you after the interview in about a month.
1: Big checks. I bought the whole block out. Now that's a big flex. Peeping
0: out
2: my Uber window, like what's next? I didn't know where. Are we on? We're on. Well, I mean, oh. here's the thing. I, I start recording. Okay, okay. And you can no, take whatever you want. But yeah. there's no, like,
0: beginning to the podcast, you know? God, like, It'll it. just okay. come in at, at some point, you know, Marin style. Okay. <laughs> I don't fucking. I don't. Yeah. Do you like Mark Maron? Do you know who Mark Maron is? <laughs> do you know who Mark You're a
2: podcaster, dude. How do you not know. know Mark Maron I know. WTF? That's the- I don't, I haven't, don't know I don't, it. I don't, so, I, know, I, 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 res- I could try to sound cool and say, yeah, yo, I know no, dude, you made I just the, don't.
0: You made the right move. That's a, to me, that's like what you just did is an example of self. You have to be confident to do you what do. you just did. To you, not you, pretend to know what You can't know it
2: all. About. Like you just can't. So yeah. I'm like, you yeah, know, can you explain who Mark Maron is then? Cause I don't know who that is. He's just a fucking comic with <laughs> okay. a podcast that talks about I'm stamps the, a lot. Okay. It's, I'm not in the comic world, you know? You know but it's you
0: know what I like about. I think it's nice to talk to people outside of your circle in that way because you get so like the things in your life like matter so much to you. Like I could talk for I could talk for 20 minutes about trying to get a show on TV and like what the process of going to producers and, you know, fucking getting a deal signed and then like making a pilot and the network notes and all the stuff that goes into a TV show appearing. And then I'll talk to my dad who's like why don't you just get on SNL? And I'm like, oh (laughs) yeah, some people don't give a fuck about the thing that I worry about all day. I feel to me, that's like a refreshing feeling. There you go. There's like a, there's probably like a sports doctor that fixes Tommy John surgery that I don't know.
2: Dr. James Andrews. There you go. He's like the guru. You know that name, right? There you go. So he's the guru, but whoever
0: the second guy is behind him, I've never heard of
2: him. Okay. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Did
0: did, did you ever have, you never had the surgery? I never had
2: had shoulder surgery, but I had a hip surgery actually. Oh, so I happened? had a, so you have a labrum in your shoulder and in your hip. So I had a torn labrum in my hip socket and they, they had to go and repair it, shave the bone down, all that stuff. So from pitching. So
0: well you're, they say you pitch with your legs. You
2: do. And you but have I've, just years of pushing off and that grind of like the, the bone in there. So it was unfortunate, but.
0: I've never heard of a pitcher having a hip injury, but, like, is that common? It's a lot
2: more common than you think. It used to be just diagnosed as, like, a groin strain. So, like, everyone's like, oh, okay. you're fine, you're fine. They'll go away. Which it does for a little bit, but then, you like, you can feel it. There's something different in there. It's not just sure. your typical groin strain. So, once I got an MRI and got it checked, I was like, oh, shit, I got a torn labrum. So Oh, fuck.
0: Did that take you out for a year? About six
2: months. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was, it was a big surgery, but which sucks because it kind of puts you, I'm sure we'll talk about baseball a little bit, but it puts you back in your career a little bit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If you're hurt, other guys, are they're healthy and playing. So,
0: Yeah, they always say that like you, uh, like you can't lose your spot to injury. I'm like, who, you the, totally fuck, can. who the fuck says that? Yeah. It's like actually like a serious person. Yeah,
2: unless you're yeah. like, you have a huge contract where obviously they're going to come back and be fine.
0: Tell that to Drew Bledsoe. Right. That dude had a big fucking contract. Oh, yeah. But like, see, they did it right. Now, I'm not going to talk about Nick Foles. It's too early in the podcast. I almost went into my fucking rant,
2: but I won't do it. Are we, can we are we going to talk about Tebow today?
0: We can talk about. It. I remember you getting really <laughs> fucking worked up about got, that. Yeah. when I did. I saw show. you talked
2: about or you talked a little bit about it, like the comparison to somebody else, Danny Warfel or something like that. Dude, they are yeah. very similar. Yeah, They are very similar. Yeah.
0: I we should talk to I think my list my listeners uh my wife shows up on every podcast either walking in. You coming over here was a uh I, I forgot how to be an adult today. I got off of work at 1.30. I'm just, just being real with
2: the listeners. I, I appreciate that.
0: And uh, I came home. Get home at like 2.20. Liz is like, hey, so what are you doing today? I was like, oh, I'm doing the podcast at 3. Uh, Brett's coming over. She's like, who the fuck is Brett? And I'm like, Brett Lauren. Like <laughs> like my wife knows a minor league pitcher that I've. she's never spoken to. We're boys. And then she goes like, the house is a fucking mess. So we just spent like the last... Like literally frantic cleaning. She's at work downstairs. I like I was like, put down your put down your calls. Tell your boss to fuck <laughs> off. You need to clean the apartment for Brett Lauren. <laughs> so we fucking clean the whole house. And then it's like two forty. She goes, You should get him coffee. And I'm like, I don't drink coffee. She's she's like, the polite thing to do wow. is to get him coffee. So I was like, okay. And then I saw you were outside yeah. waiting for me. Yeah. I told you to wait in your car. Yes. I drove to Starbucks and this. It's probably the first coffee I've gotten for myself. I can't remember. I can't ever remember getting coffee. I literally asked the lady. I was like, what do you drink? And she was like, iced coffee. And then you see, she gave me hazelnut and vanilla. So this is going to fucking jack me up 30
2: minutes into the podcast. Well, I, was, I know we'll get back to your story in a second. Yeah. But I'm curious, before your shows, you don't you don't need coffee or you don't need like no, anything? I just, I just do Coke. <laughs> fucking line them up, baby.
0: No, man. I just natural fucking. Natural energy. The energy. Okay. All Extroverted right. Extroverted person, like yeah. being around people. No, coffee fucks me up. Yeah. I was like one of those. Uh, I'm not like a Christian science dude with medicine or anything, but I'm definitely somebody when I have a headache, I lay on the bed with a pillow over my head and <laughs> go to sleep until it <laughs> passes. Like, Okay. I don't know. I just feel like that's like the way to commune with our. uh Yeah. Caveman ancestors? For sure. Yeah, I got Do you me. take if you have a headache, you take medicine? I mean I don't know. I Advil maybe? Leave. Yeah. I don't know. But you never really... have a thought of like the strong thing to do here is to let it pass. Do you ever have that normally
2: thought I do, yes. Unless it's un, I don't get that many like I don't get migraines. I don't get any of that stuff. All right. Yeah, I'm not like one of those. Unless I'm like you get like the sinus one right above your eye. Those are those ones are terrible. I don't know if you've ever gotten those before.
0: I've never gotten that I don't yeah, think I get migraines, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I don't get them that often. You know what I'm finding out here is that if I, I live in a desert and that if I don't drink water, I, at two o'clock I start like things start to hurt. You gotta hydrate Dude, out here. Yes, <laughs> I watched uh there's a episode of Entourage that like they had to go to the valley for something and uh, the drama characters like drinking waters like nonstop. Uh huh. I was like, that's so fucking dumb. And now I'm like, no, I'm a 35 year old man in a desert. I carry around water with me you now. Got like, to. Yeah, well, you just don't, like, society takes away the fact, you almost forget Yeah. that you live in a desert. And yeah. that this is a valley in a desert where it's 10 to 15 degrees hotter than the other desert on the other side of the mountain range. So it's like, you just don't think about it until you're dying right. in the car. You're like, why do I feel so shitty and I feel like I'm going to swerve the
2: car into oncoming traffic it's because
0: I, I didn't have fucking water today see,
2: i brought water with me I, yes. I'm telling, you got to be prepared man well you're in there la you you're an la guy this yes, is yeah, you're that's familiar. True. I'm used to this yeah
0: see the as a east coast guy what i always bring with me is a willingness to fight a homeless person <laughs> See, that's what I, we have
2: we, we don't need the water as we much. don't have the humidity though that you guys have back oh east, yeah that's which true. is much i'd rather have a dry heat i don't know about you versus humidity like the minute you walk outside, you're drenched, right? In the, in some of those cities, yeah, yeah, yeah. the South is a lot worse. But you guys in in Philly get it too. Yeah, man. No, there's no question. I
0: yeah. you know I was listening to you on uh, our mutual friend Gus Ferrari. Yes, good good buddies.
2: Yeah, yeah. Me and Gus go way <laughs> you know, back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's a Pittsburgh guy. You're a Philly guy. Well, so I'm not a, here's the thing. I mean, you're not. I know you're not. I know, but you're I, like by default a Philly guy. By default, that's yeah. well.
0: That's actually I'm gonna steal that from steal that one. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, actually, I don't know what the
2: fuck I was going to say. I was talking about Gus Ferrat. Yeah. Philly. Backup what? quarterback, who's also a podcaster. He is you a You were podcaster. listening to what you said.
0: Yeah, I was listening yeah. to it, but that wasn't what I was going with. I can't yeah. fucking remember. I, had, yeah. I feel like I had a really good point to make that was going to just blow your mind. You're going to be like, this is the best podcast I've ever been on. That was this, my fault. I blew This it. connection Eric was about to make. While you're thinking about it, I should remind
2: your listeners at Two Tall Sports Podcast, they can follow me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is how you fucking do it. Dude, you are so professional on your podcast. Thank you. Like I've every time I listen, like you got like the the music, did somebody make that music for you? Yes,
2: I have a, it, I, I have to full disclosure, one of my buddies is really good at like the tech and audio side and he does my editing and all that stuff. So I just get to focus on booking my guests, writing my scripts for my episodes. The professional part for me is like the structure of it. Yeah, it's, I do, I, I love your style because also winging it is also fun too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like not yeah, so, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like I don't know. What you there's mean. a freedom of that. Yeah, yeah. Mine is much more structured. If the guest says something I like, I'll follow up and like, all right, or do I, do we need to move on? You know what I mean? So I'm always watching the clock of like, all right, how long are we taking on these? But I do try to be professional, even though I have no broadcasting background, any of that stuff, but I'd like to see a future in this some way. So I'm just trying to network with as much and many people as I can and see where it goes. Well, dude, when I watch, uh just looking at, like, the names you get on your podcast,
0: it's like, I'm seeing you get, like, bigger and bigger people. It's like, Getting it's better. fucking, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, how do you build the, whatever it is, the cachet to get pe- the people you want on? It's yeah. like, you just have to, sh- we were talking about people quitting. Yes. Which uh is always hilarious to I me. Mean, it's, like, one of my favorite things is,
2: I think the average podcast goes seven episodes. They say that's like the threshold. If you yeah. get past that, you got a chance to like, you, you're really committed now. You know what yeah. I mean? But a lot of them don't get there. Whether it's because you got a co-host and you're not on the same page or you're just really not that into it and you can't commit to the schedule. And you and I, we talked about this pre-show, like during the pandemic, pushing through, we're seeing a lot of people fall off just because it's not in them. They don't have that, Yeah, yeah. whether it's mental toughness or whether they're really committed and they were just kind of doing it on the side, like... So, yeah. The idea of putting it out and, like, sticking to the schedule, that's the, the hardest part
0: is that. It's not, even if you are doing a podcast on a topic you fucking love, yeah. at some point you're going to go, oh, my God, there's another episode due out in three days. God damn it. The pushing through that is the work. Because right. once you, I think, establish in, in, like, your listeners' mind, like, this is going to be here every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, whatever your it schedule is. It becomes a routine. Is, it becomes a routine, and it becomes one for them, too. I think about... 'Cause I've had episodes where I'm like, man, nobody fucking listened to this one. Then the next one it goes up and I'm like, why aren't they listening to all of them? But then I think of my favorite podcast, you know, Mark Marin, the one you and I share. I love it. Love that show. And I don't listen to all of them. I listen to like one every ten. Like I don't wait for it to download. I just it's on my phone and when the mood strikes me, oh, I like that guest. And I fucking dip in dip out that's how people
2: yeah I think that's the problem with interview shows is that if people don't recognize the name right away they may not listen yes so for sure they will phase out and not it's like "Ah, I can skip that one I will say what I started doing is that the first I like to give some opening thoughts now so I started with more of a monologue first five minutes of my thoughts in the beginning so at least people if you don't know the interview you can come for that you know what I mean like you can come to listen to me for my opinions because otherwise why would someone come listen to me, right? If Unless you don't know me, like, I didn't play in the big leagues. I played in the minors, but, like, not a big name at all. But now it's, like, outside of the interview, why would someone come listen to me? So I need to start giving my thoughts because I feel like I have credibility, at least in baseball, to talk about those topics. Yeah, yeah. In basketball. I'm a huge basketball guy, too. So it's, like, give them a reason to come listen, basically. And we're
0: going to get to that. Yes, as soon yes. as
2: I let my dog into the room, I can hear yeah, him. Yeah, please He do. needs to get into the sun. Hang yes, on for two seconds. Yeah,
1: he likes.
0: Okay. That's my guess. Gordon,
2: come in. Check him out. There you go. Most of, he's not used to people around.
0: Yeah, he gets very excited to meet new people. <laughs> You're good. Gordon, where are you going, buddy? So he's still, we just moved into this place. Yeah. Yeah. As you can tell, there's nothing. Also, you're the first person to do the podcast in the new. Oh, really? We moved here a month ago. Oh, nice. Okay. But also, like, the no
2: decorations on the wall. I'm a yeah. little self-conscious that you think I'm, like, I'm murdering people in here. It's very- <laughs> I don't care, man. Honestly, I'm happy. Like, we could have done this on Zoom, but I'm happy that we're doing it in person. It's yeah, so yeah. much better in person. I'm trying to stick to that, too, because I've had people. I've invited some
0: L.A. Uh, people to come do the show recently, and they're like, Zoom? I'm like motherfucker. We live in the same city. Right. Like, Let's get over this. Yeah. We
2: can't be together. Thing. Right. You know. Yeah. I haven't done any of my interviews in person, so I'm. I like. I'm glad that we get to. You know. Are you gonna start doing that? It depends, because some of the people just don't even live in the area, so I'm kind of reaching for people all over the place. Yeah, um, yeah. If they're in Orange County, then yeah, probably, or even L.A. Like it took me an hour and a half with traffic. Let's kind of expected that to get here. We I could totally do that, but yeah, um, just kind of depends. We'll see, man. I uh, I I would love to get it eventually. I'm like,
0: maybe make this a fucking YouTube show. Do I think I got the wall here? I could do a. I don't know. Who Who cares? It's like (laughs) it'll be what it's going to be. Like I think this is the this might be the season finale episode with you. Really, it's possible. Or you're somewhere in the second season. Okay. Now the audience knows my trick. I bank interviews. All right. I'm gonna probably. You have get, to A little known you secret. To. You have
2: to. Yeah. You have to have some uh, heat. Uh, uh, I guess some ammo. You know for future. exactly. We're for the audience. We're recording this in 2017.
0: <coughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not married to Liz yet. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. How? No. We're booking. We're. What are we doing? This? It's January. It's July. July. What's July today? 30th? 30th. Yeah. All right. Now, but that's I'm going to cut that out. Obviously, okay, I can't y- let yeah. the audience know that. I think it's I, well. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if I air this in like, like, like in December, of no, next year? no.
2: Usually, I don't know about you. Like, I have at least two or three in the vault, which is like two or three weeks out. Yeah. So it's okay if I record in June and I release in July. It's not that unless something crazy happens between then. I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Do whatever you got to do. Um, talk to you about Jimmy Johns. What do you want to know? Are you still doing it? No. Okay. That I did, did it for three years. I was an owner operator out here. So I'll give the backstory, I give guess. Backstory okay. For so sure. I played in the minor leagues for seven years and a lot of my teams I played for were either in the Midwest or the South. And so there were a lot of, it's kind of a more popular brand in that those parts of the country. And the coolest thing ever was they were kind of the only game in town that would deliver sandwiches. If they were within five minutes to the clubhouse where it's like, Oh, I can get a sandwich like that. No one else was doing it then. And this was like, you know, 10 years ago. Now everybody does delivery in some capacity. So they're no longer the only game in town. So but you were like, I'm going to build on a business
0: that's perfect for minor league baseball players yeah. and try to expand
2: that out to the to correct. Okay, exactly. Cool. And it just didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the way I think of it as like, and if you go to Chicago, cause it's based in Illinois, that's what the headquarters are. Oh, yeah. Champaign, Illinois, about two hours South of Chicago, All right, where university of Illinois is. I was about to say, you yeah. got it, man. Um, So it's huge there. It's like they're in and out almost, or it's one of those type of places. When you try to bring a brand like that to California with no brand awareness at all, you're not only fighting against Jersey Mike's, Subway, Firehouse, you know, whoever the sandwich places are, you are fighting against all of California lunchtime. Like, good luck with that. You know, like, it's really tough. And with the delivery restrictions being five minutes or less, it's hard. Like California traffic is not Champagne, Illinois traffic. Good luck getting to somebody's house in five minutes. You know, like at lunch rush hour. Yeah, yeah. It was the toughest thing I've ever done. It was a great experience. Did it for three years. My cousin and I did it. Um, you know, you got eighteen to twenty-two year old kids running the show. Like it's a tough gig, and you got to be there every day. Dude, anything in the restaurant business. I yeah. mean, I was in. Re- I was working
0: exclusively in restaurants all the way through college. Just, it's to me, it's. I feel. I don't think everybody should. You know own a Jimmy John's but everybody should work in a restaurant at some point totally agree it breaks you down as a person in a good way to be like I will never treat waitstaff terribly I will never not tip somebody like all that stuff comes from seeing how fucking hard everybody works for sure in those types of, uh, in that industry.
2: You basically need to get shit on so you can yes. learn like, oh, this is what customer service really is on the other side.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then when you get to a certain age, quit and never go back because right. when somebody's like a 40-year-old waiter, I'm like, come on, bro. You got to fucking. Yeah. I remember there was a dude at the melting pot where I worked. Do you know the melting pot? Yeah. It's like fondue and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It takes forever. And it was this guy and he was like a really good melting pot waiter. And I was like, that's one of the saddest things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> the like, best go, melting go fucking pot go fucking do something else bro <laughs> Jesus Christ there's like teenagers working here right
2: but yeah he uh, he really was into being good at the melting pot I feel like don't you think that, I'm sure in LA there's a lot of this is the older bartenders right but there if it's like fine dining you can get away with it because you can make a ton on tips probably
0: bartending I feel like you can age into bartending yes. but I feel like that's where you gotta go right you know the actually going to the tables being the and, server and, yeah, that's, that's for fucking I think 20, 20 year old 20, yeah. 25 yeah. tops yeah and then it's like, you know, be the manager. Right. What you did. Right. Yeah. Gordon, what are you doing, dude? He asked to come in now. He's one oh, oh, oh my god. Hang on. This is this is really good podcast, by the sure. way. This is all staying in. It.
2: Is it? Okay. Gordon, you want to leave now? Now he's going to think about now it. He's going to think about it. He's like, and then come, to come back. Come in. Yeah. As soon as you close the door. I'm right.
0: Now, the listeners know, uh, know Gordon, as soon as this motherfucker comes in the room and you close the door behind him, he wants to leave. Right. Then he leaves, you close the door, he wants, he wants to come, come back, back, and he's just a fucking, yeah. <laughs> this dog has the worst FOMO I've ever seen in my goddamn <laughs> life. Every podcast, it's like this.
2: Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I, I do think restaurant. It's important when you're younger to have some exposure to it. Or some type yes. of customer service, you know, whether it's hotel or, you know, valet, like something like that, you know? Did you do anything like that when no, you were... No, because I was playing baseball. <laughs> I to,
0: that's why, that's I got why away you with fucking it. did it when you were in your I 20s. got shit on with the ad- failure and <laughs> adversity of baseball.
2: That was enough.
0: Yeah. I did... What was the first job I had? I was at the Rainforest Cafe when I was
2: 17. It used to be really cool when I, when you were a kid, man. Oh, when when that Rainforest thing would happen, loved it. So I used to... Yeah, it's the worst place to work, obviously. <laughs>
0: like, you you can imagine. And because yeah. I was so young, they would put me on, you know, Young Waiter or whatever. I was sure. new. They would put me on Kids Night every fucking Wednesday. Brutal. This is at the Rainforest Cafe in D.C. Okay. And uh, the kids ate for 99 cents. So these moms would come in. They'd order a, a fucking Cobb salad. They'd bring 12 kids on a birthday party. The entire bill was $18. They'd stay for three hours They'd scream to see the dory fish. And then you would literally walk I'd walk out with twenty bucks in my pocket <laughs> after waiting on like tables and tables of kids' birthday parties. It That's was brutal.
2: miserable. That sucks. The
0: only thing we the only thing that was fun about it was you can The controls for the rainforest are in the back, like the volume on everything. So if a table was hanging out too long, you could go in the back and just turn up the gorillas or the elephants or whatever section of the restaurant they were in. No way. So I used to go back. If a table was hanging out, I would just turn the gorillas (laughs) up to like a 10. And then oh. wait five minutes, and there'd just be a gorilla screaming. like, <laughs> <laughs> "The mom's like, check, please. You're like, oh, okay, sorry. Get the check. Turn it down. That but, is – I'm glad you told me that because I never knew that. Yeah, like, you can turn up the music, and you can turn up the sound effects in the back.
2: You're not supposed to, obviously. Okay, is it this is, on – this is a serious question. Is it on automatic timer that the rainforest, like – does its thing. The rainstorms? Yes. Yeah,
0: they're every 40. It was like every 40 minutes or okay, something. Okay. It was based on some fact
2: that I used to remember where you were like, in the real
0: rainforest, there's actually a uh, tropical storm every 35 right. minutes. And so they timed all that stuff it's up. It's because you
2: got to get at least one while you're there. If you get, you maybe yes. you get two, you know? Or if it's a
0: kid's birthday party, you right, get Then 17. You-, <laughs> you stay all night. I was like, were, oh, again? Yeah, okay, there it is. Dude, it was, uh, that was a crazy first job. I mean, I don't know. It was It's funny because I've found out since that Rainforest, I mean, they closed I down. I think they're done, yeah. Well, the reason they closed down is because they, they kept putting them in malls. Right. And every other store in the mall would be like, get the fucking Rainforest out of here. Because it's always like the Rainforest Cafe and then a Zales. Right. <laughs> and it's like somebody being like, this is the ring for my wife. I think, <laughs> 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 it's the worst thing to have in a busy yeah. mall also because when people go into the rainforest by the time they walk out, parents, couples, they're fu- you're fucking exhausted. It's a rainforest. There's like there's death around. you. Like you right, could die. Right. <laughs> people are like not going to shop other places after yeah, they go there. They're worn out. So th- they would get bought out of their leases all the time. And so I remember I came home it was after my freshman year of college and I had a job at the rainforest cafe. They said, "Yeah, come back uh We'll have you in on, like, a like come in on Monday. We'll get you a shift. This is on, like, a Friday. The weekend happens. I come in on a Monday. There's gates up at the Rainforest Cafe, and they're ripping the parrots and shit out of the wall. It had gone under in the 48 hours since I talked to the manager. Oh, wow. Because they got bought out of their contract because everybody else in the mall hated them. Really? And then my manager there was like, I can get you a job. There's a Rainforest Cafe down where I went to school in Newport okay. News. So you'll be fine, man. We like, when you go back to school, well, they'll set you up there, just get another job for the summer. He put in, I remember like new restaurants that opened in the mall and he helped all of us get jobs there for the summer. And so I was going to go back to the rainforest in the fall for school. I went down there. They fucking closed down too. They ripped their shit out. It was like, people hate the rainforest cafe um, except for little children.
2: Damn, I have no only idea. People,
0: the only people that like it are the kids in the store. The parents hate it. The servers hate it. The chefs hate it. All the other businesses around the Rainforest Cafe hates it. It's like the most hated restaurant in American history. There's a small part of my childhood
2: that is hurting. It's, right I now. know,
0: it's dying. Damn. I know the macaroni and cheese comes on a little plastic thing that you squeeze out like fucking toothpaste it's not good food oh. it's a it's a rough it was run. for the entertainment though I, I it was know. the experience Brett, right I'm really sorry man no. I know this hurts I don't
2: care I'm, well. I, damn I'm it, glad you told me about the the funniest <laughs> shit ever with the volume you could just turn the gorillas on. It amazing
0: it was it was like uh, it it's, it's like any people that work in restaurants oftentimes they're young they're dirt bags it was a lot of dirt bags uh, sure working there. I don't know. It's a first
2: or second job. It's not first or second right. Job. You're not it's not a career.
0: Yeah. And the people that were there that were older, similar to the melting pot uh, waiter, extraordinaire. Yeah. Anybody that was there older was just like, What? Who hurt you? Right. <laughs> who hurt who hurt you, man? There's other things to do with your life. <laughs> yes, And pretend that you care about this dude's fucking steak getting to him on time. Yes. Like nobody really cares. No, they don't. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's good to uh, it's good to ha- it's good to have a guest in the what do you th- what do you think about the room?
2: It's perfect. It's great. It's pretty nice, right? It's a little
0: studio room, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's nice.
0: Yeah, we got this place a month ago. I want to say you are the second person to come into the house since we bought it. Do you ever get nervous when you're trying to fill out a room? Yes. Well, are you saying you think you're going to be here long term? At least five years. Okay, so long enough. Yeah. But I'm like stressing out about putting something on the wall because then I'm like, oh then what if it doesn't look good? I got there's gonna be holes in the wall. Yeah. Part of me is like before I start, it's like I feel more calm in a empty white room. Yeah. But then part of me
2: thinks it's creepy not having anything up on the wall. Well you could do the whole like sound thing where you put the mats up that's and all what that you know like whatever those things are called and whatever and i feel like it's an
0: easier way to decorate because i can just be like yeah i had to put <laughs> gotta, the sound gotta, that way i
2: didn't have to make a choice on i
0: gotta put posters this go. foam on the wall you know yeah, like, i just have I gotta, to cover yeah, everything yeah, with foam yeah. i don't know I, that would be the responsible choice for a podcaster yeah. i think i could get away with that yeah i think so yeah are you happy in no. la for the rest of you <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> good good that's no, way to yeah. it's honest are you happy? Do you think you're going to be in L.A. for the rest of your life now so that you're—
2: So I have to—I'm in Orange County. Okay. It's not really L.A., right? Is, is that I technically make, not L.A. County? It's not L.A. County. Okay, it's Orange it's County. So okay. basically, I don't know what the separator is. Like, I don't know if there's—you have a bunch of California listeners, or are they from all over the place? They're from all over the okay. place, but we—I don't—don't worry about that. Yeah. So basically, like, Long Beach and up, theoretically, is all L.A. County. Okay. Everything below Long Beach, you know, all the way down to, like— San Clemente is all Orange County for the most part, so. I like Orange County because it's more spaced out. Like I grew up there. I always thought even during my career, I would always come back there because I've seen a lot of the country from my travels. So of you, yeah. there's no better place really than here. You know, like LA is just, there's a lot of traffic. Like if I get into the maybe entertainment type of stuff or I've been wanting to maybe do voiceovers or stuff like that, like if, yeah, yeah. if I get into that, maybe LA just could by default, but Orange County is the best man. It's like you get everything. Yeah, yeah, no. I, just every less time I, craziness. Every
0: time I go down there, I like it a lot. And I kind of feel, I felt the same way when I was in New York. Anytime I would go to any type of like close to New York place, like Jersey City or something. Like I'm a like, suburb. Yeah, even Hoboken, which is right, right across the river. You're like, oh man, everybody's just a little it's a bit. a little more chill. A little more chill. And then eventually, if it's too close, it just becomes an extension of
2: the city at some right, point. But right.
0: I don't think that'll happen to Orange County because it's too spread out, it like is. you were saying. It is. Yeah.
2: It's great. I, honestly, like, I, the only places I would maybe consider is, like, Scottsdale, Arizona. I yeah. mean, I don't really want to live in Florida, but there's some decent parts of Florida, you know. But there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in Florida. And so. you're such a baseball guy, dude. Right, you're exactly. You're like, Arizona yeah, or Florida? Yeah, that's Florida. that's that where the, the spring, spring trainings places. are. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I've played in I don't even I don't even know if you've been to some of these towns like Clinton, Iowa. You ever been there? No. Or in that, you know, Illinois India, or Iowa border. Peoria. I don't,
0: I don't think I've ever been in Illinois. no, have I no, I've been to Chicago. Right. Okay. So yeah, but I've yeah. never been to any like like Michigan place. or,
2: you know, um West Virginia. I know West Virginia well. Okay. My brother so I was in Charleston. That's one of the, the places I've yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a wacky place, you know, it's definitely different there. Yeah,
0: that's a it's a diplomatic way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking psychos in the mountains with homemade wine. I'm telling you it's Yeah, I remember we went to a uh, this is so nerdy but when I was in college I went to a leadership getaway uh-huh. before I went to like my freshman year I was in a leadership program and it was somewhere in West Virginia we had to go and like go rafting and stuff and we were driving in this bus and we were going down the side of a hill and it was so steep that like the, where you have to go in the Z pattern for whatever irrigation and stuff and it's, backwood- it's backwoods, West Virginia. The bus breaks down or something, and so we're just stranded in the bus for like three hours in this West Virginia hill town. It sounds like it's out of a movie. There's a dude in a rocking chair with a gun on his porch, just rocking back and forth, staring at the bus 20 yards away from us for the whole three hours, just waiting. And you're like, what the fuck? Where the fuck are we? This is like... This is like straight out of Deliverance. Like it was truly it was like one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. Did he say like we don't like your kind around no, here? No, no, no. He was no. We, I didn't <laughs> speak to. Him. I didn't like go up and like hey man, tell me how you feel about us. We were in the bus, so we just saw him. Like he was right there. Yeah. Like we were outside of his house. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, was it was fucking crazy it's there, weird. man. And like I don't know, my brother went to school there, so we used to. There's
2: a couple times I went up and just. At drank. University of West
0: Virginia? No, or, he went oh. to a school called Shepherd.
2: Oh, okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Have you but, been, I played also in Mobile, Alabama. Have you been down there I at have all? been, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, here's a quick story for you. So all when right. we were playing in, I think it was Montgomery or Birmingham, one of those places, like we just don't get this kind of stuff out here. Like when I, we were there, we would show up to the field and they had a, a prison like close by. And right. so the work release type of prisoners would be, like, doing the groundskeeping with the groundskeepers there as part of their stuff. And we would show up, and these guys are, like, in their orange suits doing grounds crew work. And I'm like, "Ah, this is something I've never seen before. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. So that was weird. Was the prison close enough to, like, watch the games or no? I don't think so, but I think they were driven there as, like, community service or whatever they they do. But I was like, damn, there's, like inmates on the field right now like doing grounds crew work like you just you don't see that kind of stuff out here so uh, that gives i was me... a sheltered california kid <laughs> <laughs> that gives me an idea
0: i always have a fantasy in my head of one day i'm gonna have like five million dollars i don't even know if that's enough to buy a minor league baseball team maybe but i'm like i'm gonna buy a minor league baseball team and have like the coolest fucking stadium because every time i go to a minor league game, I'm like, there's like a Ferris wheel or a fucking carousel. Like Brooklyn has that, I think, right? The cyclones. Well, the cyclones yeah. have like, yeah. yeah, they've got, uh, what do you call it? Coney Island, right yes. there. Yeah. So, but even like the Staten Island Yankees have uh-huh. shit. Like it's every. I mean, my family lives in Frederick, Maryland. Right. Frederick Keys. We used to do stuff there. And but that's every, how
2: you got your name too, right? No, it's not.
0: <laughs> I could. I've never told people how I got my name. Oh, this okay, podcast. sorry, but that.
2: I don't know why. That stuck with me from last time. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Frederick? Yeah. That's all right. Let the people know. I got a goofy first name. Well, no, but you said it on mine, so I felt like it was what, okay. What
0: did I Remind I, me what I said on Because
2: yours. your name is E-R-I-C-K. Yes. So I was like, why is it spelled like that? Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And there's a story behind that, so. You tell the story. <laughs> Let's see how well you remember my
0: story. I'm, cur- I'm curious. I'm testing you.
2: I believe, it was it your mother's maiden name that was Frederick? So it's my grandfather. Okay. It's my dad's dad. You're, okay.
0: Is Frederick Carl Helwig the first? Right. And he's from Germany. Right. Is this story ringing a bell? Yes. All right. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. That's great. I don't. Here's the thing. I have nothing to hide. My grandfather was in the German army in World War II. Did oh, we get that, that far? I okay. didn't think we got
2: that far. I just it was it was kind of like a
0: throwaway. That's the part of the story that I don't see in the it. podcast because if you just leave it at that, you go. My grandfather was in the German army for World War II. Anyway, Brett, let's talk more about Jimmy John's. People yeah. are
2: like, "What the fuck did yeah, Eric you can, you just you don't confess to?" You do have to keep to? this in if you don't want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Jimmy John's part? No. The yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, but here's the thing my my grandfather got drafted when he was 15 16 years old yeah and then got wounded at normandy before not at the beach there was like a there was a battle before normandy okay where the i think the british soldiers flew in and bombed germans okay so he got captured was in america as a prisoner of war when he was 17 18 wow. years old then made friends with his prison guard like they taught him english and stuff yeah. the war ended and then two years later, he immigrated to America. Oh, and so like that was how that side of my family got here.
2: I totally interrupted you. Sorry. So you're from Frederick, <laughs> right? And you, that's why it made me think of it.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I I was like, did I tell him
2: the fucking German World you War II not. part on the? No, no because usually people. But that's people, interesting. Yeah.
0: It's a fu- It's insane. Yeah. And his story is about being like, behind, like on the in the German army. Being a prisoner of war during World War II, all the propaganda, because you get, he got both of it. He got like all the fucking German shit when he was 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And then he got all the American propaganda while he was here. And then after the war, was like, yeah, I'll go with America. I like that one better. And that Poor was man. like, but it's fucking, his stories are insane. Wow. I should have my dad on to talk about it. There you go. Exactly. I yeah. just could book you another guest. There you go. My own father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It hadn't occurred to me until this moment to have my own father <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. There you go. I actually had him on to do a little promo. This is like like fifth episode, sixth episode. Yes. I had him on and he was so uncomfortable yeah. on Mike. He really hated it. Yeah. So That's I all should, right. Some
2: people aren't meant for I it. I should have him back then. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a
0: little a little bit of revenge for my childhood. Yes. I'll be like, I'll show you dad. Exactly. Two hours. We, t- we went
2: deep on, on my podcast about that. What do we you remember? Mean? Not I don't too remember. deep, but like you what what do we do? We talked about how you moved around a lot and like yeah, how yeah. that affected you and all that stuff and like how you, it kind of. I asked if are, are we okay to talk about this? You talk about whatever, <laughs> man. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just told people my grandfather that's true, was in that's the true. Dr- you, dude, okay, okay you okay, cannot okay, t- okay. top
0: that. Level I, of- <laughs> I remember asking
2: you. You were hilarious about it when I said, "Do you think the fact that you moved around a lot kind of shaped you as a comic? Because oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of comedians have tough." Backgrounds, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they yeah. kind of play off of that as part of their comedy. So that's why I asked, and you're it, it, jokingly, you're like, it, it, you know, I need to go back to therapy. I need to
0: go. <laughs> it was hilarious. Dude, I'm remem- I am yeah. remembering yeah. this now. Yeah. And you were the first person to ever ask me that because yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, what? You got fucking crazy parents, blah, blah, blah. But you were like, no, I bet moving around probably affected your mindset. Yeah, you
2: talked about you didn't have a consistent friend group. You, yeah, yeah. you know, it's hard.
0: It's interesting. Yeah. No, I do think that that's. It's so, it feels obvious to go like, this thing in my childhood, I think it still affects me to this day even. But like, that is what's going, all of us are just living out our childhood traumas, walking around (laughs) the earth being like, talking to people like they're our parents. It's fucking crazy. I mean, what's
2: your childhood trauma? I can't say I really had anything crazy. Oh my God. Nothing really, man. Nothing... I didn't really, so I got divorced a couple of years ago, so that was like my first, you know, like real life, I mean, obviously I've gone through adversity before, but like, not like that, so that was probably my, It, it also, I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I didn't get divorced either, so it was kind of like mm. uh, the right, I definitely needed it to happen, but definitely sucked in the moment so why do you say you wouldn't be doing a podcast if you didn't get I think because a lot of people get caught up in this too I'm sure people are listening can relate like if if you're in a relationship you get stuck in the we got to do the safe you got to be the provider this way you gotta you you can't always go for it if someone else is depending on you right or they might not believe in your dream possibly like can't really make money right away in podcasting right there's a lot of things that have to go right for you to become part of a network or part of you know someone's lineup of shows yeah to get sponsors and stuff like that. So if someone's depending on you to make a lot of money in something, it's hard to go after stuff sometimes for people. So sure. I'm not saying everybody, but it happens. So I think now that I've had the freedom the last two years to really go for what I'm passionate about, I'm able to do this now. And I would not have done that if I would have stayed married. I would have gotten the, stayed in the corporate job, you know, stayed like, yeah. yeah. you know,
0: is that what you, were you, if you want me to ask yeah, how good. old are you?
2: 34. Okay. So you're my yeah. age. I'm yeah. 35. Yeah. yeah.
0: So is that the route you were going? I know you did the Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, like, so I went
2: into solar sales. I don't know if I told you about that. No, no, okay. No, no. So I was doing residential solar sales for one of the big solar companies. Um I'm still doing solar on the side right now, just as like my real I guess I say on the side because my podcast, <laughs> even though it doesn't make any money. But you know what? That feels See, like that, that is right? It, is. The podcast yeah. is podcast is my, it feels like a job, right? Yeah, yeah, it, like yeah, sure, you sure. still gotta do stuff, right? It's it's hard. You gotta promote, you gotta do social media, you gotta do booking your guests, write your scripts. Like there's a lot lot of stuff to do yeah um but yeah i you know i guess i could have stayed doing that you know and just been like the the safe guy you well know? you
0: know what it you know what it is that's hard because i have a day job too i mean yeah. i i just got a. it's funny like my sister both my sister and who was who the other person my cousin who lives back home just got new jobs and it's a huge deal for them to have these new jobs they're like this job is gonna it may pay me more money and it's um, they're yeah. excited for their life and how it fits with stuff. I got a new job. It took me a couple days to even call my mom to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I got a new job, full-time, whatever. Uh, but also my podcast, like to talk about the stuff I'm doing creatively, that that's your is, passion. That's my passion. That's where all my energy goes. The fact that I just got like a job that pays like whatever it's going to pay a year should be a bigger deal. To me, but like it's the fourth or fifth thing I mentioned to people in my life when they ask me what's going on. I'm with you, man. The fact that I bought it, we bought a house, and I didn't tell people about that. Yeah. I was more like, yeah, yeah, no, the YouTube page. You no, know, I got an extra 10 subscribers this week. Big deal. <laughs> I, got weekend,
2: actually, I got a show this weekend, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm in a fucking bar <laughs> telling jokes while a homeless dude jerks off. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. <laughs> also, I bought a house, but <laughs> right. who cares about the house? Everybody buys a house at some yes. point. It's the fucking. The art, like, this is the, the struggle of, you know, what we spent the first 20 minutes talking about. Like, how do you really get a thing in front of people to see it? That's yes. that's the thing that occupies my thoughts when I'm, you know, walking through life, even doing my day job, you know?
2: Not everybody gets to do what they love, and it's really hard. It's just hard to get paid to do what you love as well until you yeah, get yeah. to a certain point. So I think that's what people struggle with. You know, they, they, the safety net is what's going to pay the bills, but you're really not happy doing it. Like no one's happy to work no. for corporate America. They're just, you know, it's just, but,
0: but what I do think is that people who don't have this as their creative outlet,
2: that's a perfect lane for them. Then th- that lane is yeah. good for
0: them. And I think they get more value out of seeing themselves grow in those roles. Like yes. that's where they get their, a lot of their self worth is like, yeah, I got a promotion. Yeah. I'm moving up in the company, blah, blah, blah. It's like when I get promotions at work, which I've gotten, I'm always like, oh, fuck. I don't want to be here more. Like, this isn't good. <laughs> the boss is like, oh, you're doing great work this week. I need to quit. I think I should quit. I want to go back to somewhere where they don't know me that well. Like, it's weird, but the better the day job goes, the more I'm like, I should fucking time to go. Because I don't want the day job to be the thing that goes well. Yes. I think the, I, I will say this, and this is because I literally got a new job two days ago, the one I was telling you about. Yeah. In your neck of the woods. But, like, the idea of the job is if I could make more money, it would all go straight into this. Right. I'm like, I know I'll hire – I don't have a – I don't know what blood oath you signed with this editor that's doing <laughs> your shit for free and making your music. Not doing it for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, dude, this dude did something that he owes you. But yeah. But whatever's – oh, sorry. You're right. You did pay him. Yeah. My bad. I forgot. Yeah. But I'm like, I have a list in my head of, like, I'll pay somebody to do this. This person can manage the fucking Instagram page. How can I start outsource? Once I have more money coming in, this stuff gets to grow in a way that I'd be more excited. Yes. And I just, I wonder for the people that are just like living their lives, (laughs) working a job, coming home, watching TV. It's part of that feels so relaxing to me. And then another part is like, I feel like I would be clawing at the walls without. Whatever yeah. that artistic thing
2: is to pursue, right? So, like, I, we're just exactly some people don't have that artistic or creative thing that they're going after, right? Yeah. Working in their job is some people like the being safe, and I, there's nothing against that. It's no. just like this is all right. That's good enough for you. Go work, go home, you know, and that's it. Like, there's no whatever. Like, you don't need a lot of stuff. It's our job to
0: give them some shit to. We're going to entertain them, yeah, right? Yeah. So not Dance everybody
2: smunk Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, and you know this too. Not everybody has that creative gene or that it factor where they can't or the confidence to do what you do especially doing stand-up is like you know that's the ultimate look at me like like tough (laughs) gig but you like but you love it i got a buddy who uh
0: has gone to iraq like four times he's like i don't know how you do it man i'm like bro (laughs) you fucking in war in war like i tell jokes and sometimes people don't laugh like it's not that bad Holy shit. I don't know how you do what you do. Right. But I think it's whatever. It's to each their own. Like, I couldn't imagine. I mean, the pandemic really highlighted it for me of like, oh, the fucking hole in me when I'm not performing at all is pretty big. Yeah. Like, I felt like I became like a worse person. Like, I was was becoming a person that couldn't watch a commercial without being like, fucking Geico, these fucking... Fat cats on the government's tit. Like, I just start, like, railing on... I don't like I'm becoming a conspiracy theorist in the last four months. Mi- I'm like, what is happening? If I, I don't have that outlet for the stage, I feel like I'm becoming, like, a, a, a version... I'm becoming my father if I don't get on stage and let some of this steam out, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, the podcast has been that. And sometimes I'll, like... <laughs> I've gone back and listened to a couple early episodes. Like, that w- would have been... October of the pandemic and I'm like man I was really like going through it like in the beginning of the podcast I can like hear just tell I can hear the edge in my voice I'm like I'm not that angry normally but I think I was just like I think I was just losing my mind I think I think I was missing it too much I was missing it a lot yeah for
2: sure it's it was a depressing time you know it was yeah especially for someone like you need shows you need Get your, yeah. like, performances, per se, you know, like, just to your outlet or whatever. But I was going to ask you how that, how, now that you're doing shows again, yeah. you've done some shows, so how's it It's going so great. Far? It is yeah. great, man. It's I mean, my, I don't feel like my, it took me a month of
0: shows and even just going back and doing open mics to, like, get my legs under me, I felt. It's not like riding a bike with stand-up. It's like, you don't get in front of an audience for 17 months. Your timing's off. You're like, what the? How does this joke end? What the fuck was this joke? I yeah, to the tell, jokes aren't hitting. the Yeah, same. you're like you're just you're just not you know you're not you're not in the flow of it. Right. But I would say the audiences were never more ready to laugh. Do you do a lot of like pandemic based jokes? No. No. You don't, you stay away the, from that. No, just because like I do it if I feel like the audience needs it. Yeah. But I just feel like everybody wants to do it, so I'm like. Yeah. I don't know. I've got, like, one or two jokes to just be, like, acknowledge something sucks and then fucking move on. I mean, in L.A. shows, all my jokes are just complaining about how fucking into their mask people are. At People, like, love their mask. It's like, dude, don't make me sound like a fucking stars and bars crazy dude in West Virginia with my shotgun, but, like, can we acknowledge wearing the mask sucks? (laughs) Isn't the goal to get out of these masks? Yes. And it's, like, they're so, like... I mean, I don't even know.
2: Is Orange County have the same stuff that LA does? Yeah, it's not as strict. Okay, Orange County's got a little conservative in it. Like, there's a little yeah, streak yeah. of like, even though I think it went blue for the election, sure, I, it's still a little bit like there's a lot of Karens down there. <laughs> a lot, like the "let me speak to your manager" type of chick. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I feel, there's yeah. a lot of that. So,
0: I mean, look, I think th- what I've as my politics have like centered, we'll say, in the last like year or so. I'm like, there's a part of me where I'm like, I see, like when you say there's a lot of Republicans in Orange County, yeah. I'm like, there's part of that I would like. I would, I'll sign me up for the part where I don't have to wear a fucking mask when I'm vaccinated. L.A. County, I feel like, is the only place where they're making me feel like an anti-vaxxer, and I got the fucking vaccine. Right. And they're like, it's not enough. You have to make sure people in Kansas feel like shit about themselves. <laughs> yeah. That's also important. I'm like, is it? Do I have to do that? Yeah. I feel like there's a balance and that's kind of how I view politics now where it's like, I'm happy there's another side because I know who I am looking at another person who disagrees. And like, if I'm really engaging with their views, it's forcing me to examine my own instead of just being like, they're fucking idiots. You know, whether whatever side you're on, these guys are woke pussies. These guys are Trump (laughs) conspiracy people. It's like, if you just dismiss that and, Surround yourself with people who think shit you already think. You're not sharpening yourself. Right. Anyway, this is the part where we either talk about The Wire or Black Lives Matter. Your
2: choice. I I was going to say a (laughs) lot of the hardcore Republicans and conservatives in Orange County also moved to Arizona because that's more of a red. Type oh, of, really? Oh, yeah. That's like the new hot place to go is either Texas or Arizona. Okay. And so, but I, my thing is like, good. We got too many people in California, man. Excellent. Have fun at 120 degrees right now in Arizona. We'll see you. I felt the same way
0: too. When people were moving out of California, yeah. I was like, you know what? We'll I dri- see you. I drive on the 101 a lot and I don't like how many cars there are. Yeah. So enjoy it. I'm good with it. But. I love I love that you, I've listened to you on your own podcast yeah. and others.
2: Defend California very valiantly, I have to say. I ha- it's because well, I have like at least I've been around the country. I've been to a- most states in the country yes. just because of baseball. So I've seen a lot of places, and not just because mm-hmm. it's my hometown, but you can literally you have everything available here. Yeah, whether you want snow mountains, you want the desert, you want the beach, you want whatever you want. Vegas, it's four pl- whatever hours away. Yeah, like it's all here. So
0: yeah, I feel like it's naturally one of the most diverse, beautiful states you can be in. Yeah. You got beach, you got mountains, you got high desert. It's all within a day's drive. Yeah. It's wasted on woke pussies, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding, audience. I'm down the middle. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's get back
2: into your divorce. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: Did you get married young?
2: Uh, I was 28 when I got married, so I was okay. married for three years. Yeah. Right, no kids, so it's clean, clean break, clean break. Good. Did yeah. You guys, are you guys friends? Or? No, no, no. I moved on, man. Big, I couldn't be. <laughs> I, like I can't. I couldn't do it.
0: It's. When, it doesn't are, do me any
2: good. I'm curious. Do you have
0: friends that stay friends with exes?
2: No, I don't think so. You don't, really? No. Okay. And I'm because I feel if I did that, I would still be connected to her. Like I don't want affiliation. Anymore. No,
0: I, I don't mean that. I'm oh. saying like,
2: do you know oh, people oh. who stay friends with their exes?
0: Uh,
2: because I feel like I know a lot of people. Okay, like that. that's interesting because I don't see the point of doing that. Why would you yeah. want to be friends with somebody that you went through hell with? You know what I mean? Like what? Wh- <laughs> like why? <laughs> You're more of a walk away from
0: a burning city and never look back type of guy.
2: Yes. Especially with all the trauma or whatever's there or all the feeling that's there. If I see you, all that's going to come back up. And I also don't want to know what you're up to right anymore. Like uh, me personally, I don't want to know because it it doesn't do me any good, you know? So I I try to clear it. I I think that's the right move. Like what's the benefit of being friends with your ex? Here's what it is, I think.
0: Yeah. We're losing listeners, left and right. Strong opinions, <laughs> lose listeners. That's what I've learned.
2: Yeah. I get emails like, fuck you. Like one time, I, I wish w- I got emails, people saying that, dude. I, 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 that's great. I, got, I, got I, an, an I want haters.
0: I got an email from being like, anybody who names their kids the same first letter, like Jack and John, uh-huh. is an idiot. I said that on a podcast. Okay. I got like 10 emails being like, that's a lot of people, dude. You're just shitting on like half of the families in the country. All I'm their like, kids
2: are named the same letter. I'm and not all that really stuff. Yeah. seriously
0: <laughs> upset by it. No. I'm just having an opinion to sure. be a comedian, but it pissed people off. Hey, at least you're getting those, man.
2: I would love to get some emails. I'll send you a nasty <laughs> email you. the next like, show. Oh, I got dope. a terrible review from this guy named Eric, man. Jeez. <laughs>
0: no, I was yeah. going to say, uh, oh, fuck, what were we talking about? Sorry.
2: Um... Friends with your exes. Friends what's, with your what's exes. What's the benefit?
0: This this is what I think the benefit is. I think some people go, because we went through hell and we got through it, it makes me feel less alone to see the person I went through that with. Okay. It's like, if we're past the drama part, they don't view maybe their relationship as a failure. They see it as like a moment in their life. I can't be like that though. I've I've maintained like, just because of social media, I guess I have to be like, Oh, I see somebody I used to date. Okay, that's fine. I'm not, I'm never mean. I would not be shitty if I saw them in real life. But I've never gone out of my way to connect with somebody because I'm like, why would I, why do I want to feel weird? Like, I'm going to make myself feel weird about yeah. a thing that was shitty that we already talked through. We already decided not to see each other anymore. Right. It's like, once once, once you're cut from somebody's life, stay cut.
2: Right. Yeah. I think the only reason, back to your point, is if you if you have kids together, that's a whole different ballgame. That's game. a whole di- yes, of course. You have to kind of work that out. Um, but, like, I don't want to see who my ex is dating. Like, I, I don't want to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, even though we're not together anymore, I'm not going to. I don't want to, I don't need that stuff. You know, I'd rather would you, not. Would you worry about the jealousy in that moment? Or would you just, it's just like, why trouble I don't yourself? Know. A part of me is like, go, good luck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just, there's nothing positive there. Because I feel like, like right when I got divorced, I, w- I would almost like wish, she just in the beginning, like wish she would come back. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. And then after a while, I'm like, no, I I don't I, I don't want that anymore. Like, yeah, it does. It doesn't do me any good. We're, it's it's not. There's we can't go back. You know, it's Pandora's box is open. Like it's it's done. Sure. So, I think it's like social media has made us feel like we need to be connected to
0: everything, and yes. no no path is ever burnt completely, and no relationship
2: is ever done. And I'm like. I just don't... What's the... What are you gaining out of that? You, you know should what I'm call my wife up because she thinks
0: it's good to be friends with exes. I don't
2: get it. I don't get it. If you it. want to, we can. <laughs> nah, she, she, I think
0: she might still be mad at me. Oh, okay. She's, I, told you, I told you why she's mad at me. I'll, I'll make sure she's cool before I leave. <laughs> That's I'm what like, I like to yeah. do when I have guests over to my yeah. house is have them referee fights between me and my wife Oh, yeah, for sure. about a mistake that I made. I, I'll have your back, dude. I haven't had somebody over here for two years. No, nobody here... We bought a whole apartment. Not bought. We rented an apartment at the beginning of the pandemic and then moved out of that apartment to come here a whole year in an apartment, not a single person stepped foot in it. Yeah. It was just us. Right, you guys aren't used to having people over. Yeah, and not anymore. It's like it's a whole new. Right. You have to like remember, oh, yeah, oh, light yeah. a candle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Should yeah. we do the dishes? What about that chicken we left out? Would that be weird <laughs> if somebody came home, there's just a ripped open chicken? Yeah, we should probably put the chicken away. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten my life together in a lot of ways, but. Like shit like today where I'm like, why the fuck didn't I think to clean the house when a person was coming over? I'm like, I guess I still have a little bit of that like 20s mentality in me. But also pandemic too. Like you're not, you you know, it's like you're not really entertaining that much, you know, or you haven't been. Am I being too hard on myself? You think I'm being too
2: hard on myself? No, I don't think so. Okay, do you really think that? Or you're just being nice. No, I'm house? with you. Like, all right, all right. Plus, it's like a guy's coming over. It's not like a bunch of girls are coming over where it's like, <laughs> all right, maybe we need to, like, you know, do the candles. Do thing. you
0: think? I think there's still a thing where, like, if you came over and the house was a true fucking mess, like just disgusting, you'd be like, that
2: dude's a fucking. That was weird. You wouldn't uh, think that's a little weird. I don't know. Maybe, but at the same time, it's like if I was coming over to like watch a game with you or something like that, and there's yeah, yeah. shit all over the couch, I'd be like, I mean, I guess you could have moved this stuff you off. You know what this, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. but I don't think you would. Okay, well, that's I'm to. in your studio, so it doesn't really affect us. We're good. It's clean in here. It's, not, it's, it's great. Well, it, it's clean in here because
0: <laughs> I cleaned it. If you open that closet door right there, it's like yeah, a fucking shit so will tumble out to be like dead body. Yeah. you'd be like, what a fucking mess. Yeah. No, I think we. I was surprised we were able to clean the house so quickly. You know, oh, it's good. twelve hundred square feet here. Yeah, got it wrapped up pretty quick. You did great. Thanks, oh, man. This is great, yeah. Well, look, we're at an hour. Uh, usually, these things go about four or five hours, so we're about twenty percent there. I'm good to keep I'm going, man. Kidding, we haven't right? even gotten
2: to the good stuff yet. Like <laughs> What's other, the good stuff. Uh, okay, we got into a lot of good stuff today, but we haven't really. We had no
0: sports today. Like, let's Who gives you know, shit. No, nah, okay. I, I don't even remember. You said you were your team
2: would have been the Rams, but you rooted for the, the Niners. 49ers, yeah, because the Rams weren't here for right. so most of the time. You or were the Chargers. and I wasn't really a Chargers San Diego guy because yeah. I was always Lakers, Dodgers, like those. Even growing up in Orange County, like those are my teams. Um, but we didn't have the Rams, so I kind of the 90s, the Niners were great. So I was like, you know what, I'll just root for the Niners. Easy enough. I think the
0: quarterback for your episode will be Craig Wheelahan. Okay. Don't, before, I'll give you a million dollars if you can name a team he played on. How real quick? How many teams did he play for? So I have oh, a chance. that's a good one. I want to say he. I want to say three. I believe okay. I've done a little bit of research on him. I want to say three. <sighs> I should look it up. Actually, hang on. Let's. I've never done, I don't want to guess. I've never tested somebody live on the show before for this, except for Liz as a joke, because she wouldn't. <laughs> she obviously. <laughs> have would you ever not seen
2: those easy. videos? I know we're going off track here, but have you seen those social media videos where like a guy's girl, he'll, a guy will ask his girlfriend what the name of the teams are, and she has no clue. Yes. And I, they say like funny things,
0: uh, like so. Me and my wife do that all the yeah. time. Where I'm like the Ball State, and she's like Ballers. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the uh,
2: fire dragons. Yeah, okay.
0: I've found I actually have a couple listeners for this show who are women who don't like sports, who listen to it so they have something to say to their dads when they go home. Cause it's like if you just go home one day and you're like, you don't know anything about sports, but you your dad's Do you a think Bills women fan. do that? I know one of my, I know one in particular of my listeners uh does that. She will intentionally just go like do you think Alex Manpeld ever got a real chance in the NFL? And her dad will be like, "What the fuck?" And then she'll just leave it and at then that. That's it? So, like, she'll take a little snippet of something yeah. I talked on the podcast yeah. and use it. Yes, I don't know. I think to me, that's an easy way to sell the pod to people who don't maybe aren't as into sports, but like my comedy. Sure, it's like there's a value conversationally to knowing very random, very specific things about a specific team. But with that said, let me look up Craig Wheelahan because I want to. I want to see if you can get it. I've never heard of him before, so that's that's a tough one. Well I'll, do, I'll give you some um uh, Like what were what years was he playing? All right. Well let's look at let's look it up here. He's he was in the league from ninety five until two thousand seven Well, no, he played a lot of arena football. Okay. Only two teams in the league. Okay. Um I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's the Chargers and the Raiders.
2: <laughs> you already told me I didn't get oh, to guess. Okay, well, no, AFC West?
0: Uh, yeah. AFC West. Yeah, he was in yeah. the Chargers yeah. and the Raiders. He threw what, what do we got here? 14 touchdowns, 29 interceptions, quarterback rating of 52.4. Oh,
2: man. Where'd he go to school, does it say?
0: Yeah, it does. He went to uh, Pacific.
2: What the oh, fuck does that Oh, it's mean? a university in, uh, it's in Northern California.
0: University of the Pacific? Oh, no.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it's up in North, Northern California. Wow,
0: he went to University of the Pacific.
2: That sounds like fucking,
0: like something from Aquaman. I guess... <laughs> <Like that's- laughs> That doesn't even sound like a real place. Know, does? A real Have you school. heard of it?
2: Yeah, Pacific. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm pretty Pro- sure it's in Northern California. It's Stockton, California. Is yeah. that Northern Stockton's California? Stockton's
2: like Bay Area-ish. It's, you know. Okay.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's Methodist. Okay. All right, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, he doesn't look like he was very good. I guess I just picked a West Coast guy. You know what it is? It's like I kind of pick the quarterbacks. I do this promo, or at least I was, for season one, where I would like wheel a hand. What's a pun for a song on that. And so I did like uh Journey's Wheel in the Sky. It's like the wheel of hand in the sky. And I was like, okay, I'll do Craig Wheelahan. That's how I choose that, really? that that is it's the dumbest reason ever to choose a quarterback to talk about for 30 minutes. But, uh,
2: so like one of my favorite ones you did was Jimmy Clausen because he's a LA guy. Oh yeah yeah so were you looking at like the pickle aisle and you saw like the Clausen brand of pickles it was and you're hot, like it was, Jimmy Clausen. It was double it was
0: two reasons. I had a guest on that week who was from North Carolina and okay. he was Panthers, and it was almost Christmas, and I was thinking, here comes Santa Clausen. <laughs> here we go. So that was enough. Like the pun oh, and dude. the I tried to so I tried to do like there's a uh Whatever, it's like a geographical connection uh-huh. to a guest yeah. and a pun. Right. And if I can come up with that, I'm usually pretty good.
2: It's legit, man. It's great. Yeah,
0: but He spent a lot of time in the XFL, it looks like. This guy, Wheelahan. Yeah. Do you remember, did you watch the XFL when it first came out?
2: I mean, was, I was, we were young when it first happened. All I remember is he hate me. Rod, oh, yeah, Rod whatever Smart. The, yeah, exactly. ended up on the uh, Eagles. Eagles, my for the, yeah, there you go. And he had team. a decent yeah. NFL yeah. career.
0: I remember thinking the XFL it was going to be like somebody was about to score a touchdown, and then like f- fucking Kane was going to like choke NFL them. Blitz almost. Yeah, I, exactly. Like I thought there was going to be a little more wrestling mixed into it, but it was just like it was just like arena football. Yeah,
2: the but, Rock's trying to bring it back, so we'll see. I'm
0: sure whatever he does,
2: it will work. It'll work. It's been tough because everything other than the NFL has kind of failed. They but, just run out of money. But do you? Th- do you think it's failing because people aren't interested or
0: it's failing because there's vested interest in it failing? I feel like the NFL does not
2: want to share that market with anybody. Interesting. So but I, they're playing in the off season though. They It's like a fee, it's like the G League for the NBA. So it's like it's almost yeah. like a minor league system now. I think that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be so wacky like we thought like WWE. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be like a feeder system to the NFL. But the but what I'm saying is is the G League
0: works with the NBA. Yes, The NFL, I think, has to take one of those leagues like the XFL or whatever it was. The the, AAF? Which I I was watching the fucking AAF. A couple guys
2: got signed out of there to play in the NFL.
0: But I feel like the NFL's like, let them fail, we'll take the best players, and that's that. Like, I don't think they've embraced... They didn't even embrace NFL Europe, which I thought was fucking awesome. Right. I loved NFL Europe. Okay. All those, like, fucking weird-ass... The rugby guys that are playing football. Yes, it was (laughs) amazing. Dude, it was amazing. Yeah. And... uh. I just think there's something so interesting about. I mean, to me, I'm like I don't know why they didn't just commit to that and have that be their developmental league. I see. I feel like the NFL doesn't want that. Interesting. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I feel like they haven't really fully embraced the idea of um, a minor league system or any type of football to compete with them. I think they just want. And it's also I was talking with uh, I had a quarterback on the show, uh, Jabron Hamden, who was talking about how European football so soccer has like the uh, what is it regu- regulation but not regulation reg what's the fuck relegation term? relegation yeah, where yeah. you go down
2: like if you suck you go to the you worst go league to the accident, yeah or whatever yeah and it's like why not why doesn't american sports have that we're very capitalistic wouldn't that be they should cuz it would prevent tanking and it would prevent teams from just being okay with being bad like yeah the bengal's would be in the XFL right and the memphis maniacs <laughs> with an x that's speaking of <laughs> like it's off brand cities too like san antonio has yeah. an XFL team i don't think these like they haven't built the fan base yet that's why it's going to take a while you know but
0: i think what would happen if you did introduce something like that to where there's a real consequence to going two and 14. I feel like those other cities. Interesting. I feel like their fan bases would build a lot quicker when they're like in a championship game in the XFL being like, if we win, we go, we to go to the, the NFL. NFL. That's all.
2: That's a great idea.
0: Like I actually, it, it's, it's weird. Cause I, we talked about it on previous podcasts, but it's the ultimate form of, Capitalism. It's like you fail, you go down, you win, you move up. That like, would be awesome. That is true meritocracy, but I, again, I feel like the idea with an NFL team now is like you buy a team, you're going to make money no matter fucking what happens. You can go 0 16 for eight years. It's like, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. You will make money if you own an NFL team. Right. The revenue sharing or whatever, they just get all the yeah. TV money. Like you get paid what, to suck.
0: What, why why have a league like the XFL that's doing well and let people get their football fix in the offseason? Make them wait for our shit. Right. You know, so that's why I think all those leagues have failed. And if somebody's going to fucking take it to the next level, it's got to be somebody like The Rock who will just tell people in promos, watch the XFL. Watch the XFL. (laughs) I'm The Rock. Remember the people's eyebrow? If he just does that shit enough, it'll be successful because people are... Sheep and they'll fucking watch it if yes. he tells them to.
2: If the product's good, that's the biggest issue is are there enough good players to play in the XFL? I think there's so to me that this is one thing I've learned from my
0: podcast. Quarterbacks like one through ten in are the league. The are the superstars and nobody's touching them. Yeah. Quarterbacks like thirty through sixty are interchangeable and it's the system you're in and the breaks of your career that allowed some of those guys to have 15-year careers and some of those guys to be out of the league in four. Right. And, like, you know this with your yeah. career, too. It's like like you were saying. You got drafted by a team, traded. They haven't invested in me the same way the team that drafted me did, so you don't get the shot that you might have with your original draft right. team. I just think so many—there's so many quarterbacks that are like that, too. That's like, why isn't Jacoby Brissett— starting somewhere he's good enough to start i think he's better than five or six guys starting now he just hasn't hit that opportunity yet it tyrod, is, tyrod yeah. taylor's great but someone like fucking punctured his lung and i want to talk
2: about getting hurt doesn't mean you're not going to get your job back oh my god he, dude he's like it's happened
0: to him multiple times now yes i mean that, that dude's snake bit more than anybody for I've, sure I can remember. So it definitely happens. Yeah. Especially if you're not the guy. Especially if you're not the guy. But I, what I'm saying is, is like I think it's a myth that there's not enough quarterbacks to uh, to have a successful league. I feel like it would be fine. I just feel like there's if dudes in the NFL were like, oh, I'm not getting enough playing time, I'm going to go <clears throat> do a season in the XFL. I don't think anybody does that. Right. I think they're like, once I'm in, I'm never leaving. And the NFL's like fucking heismaning away the XFL promotionally so it stays a very separate thing. It would be like a demotion if you go play yeah, in the XFL. Versus like yeah. if it was really a supported thing like why wouldn't you have your third string quarterback? Yeah, if you're never going to start play, somewhere.
2: Why yeah. not go start for one of these XFL teams, you know? Get exactly. your reps in, you know? And yeah, and
0: like how fucking fun would it be to watch San the San Antonio Rough Riders, yeah. whoever with a Z, it's always with an X or a <laughs> it's always a weird. name. You can't like, spell it
2: the right way. That's the rule. Got to be different.
0: Uh, you you played minor league baseball? You <laughs> oh know my god! Like, you should.
2: Uh, <laughs> the Montgomery Biscuits, there like you go. what the hell? And
0: the Biscuits again with a Z at yeah. the
2: end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Freaking! Oh man, there are some weird names, man. It's uh, uh, there was, was the baseball. Akron Rubber Ducks. Yes, was one that I uh, yes when I was in Akron. A couple of comics went to a game. Yeah, they had the big rubber ducky on their hat. I was uh-huh. like. Are you, Fucking shopping at Oshkosh Bagosh, <laughs> And they're like, no,
2: dude, this is from the game.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I I think uh, let's... Minor League Baseball... We
2: didn't get to go back to you wanting to build a stadium. Remember what we were talking about? I was that? about to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I would build
0: a prison. I wouldn't build a prison. <laughs> I, would, I would try to get permission from the warden to make the prison like the right field stands. Okay. So you could have like a baseball field and then like it's a little... Has something to protect the people. But then... Prisoners can watch the game, and uh, you know, like stab each other and shit, and then that would be
2: like part of the minor league baseball. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, like in between innings, we're like, and these two inmates are gonna go at it. It's, well, no, That's we, your entertainment. No, we don't
0: need to do like
2: gladiator shit. I'm like, saying <laughs> instead of the dizzy bat race, let's let two inmates try to stab each no, other. You know, like you know, like at <laughs> like at Camden Yards where they have like the the yeah the warehouse the warehouse yeah
0: instead of the warehouse, it's just like a prison wall. So, like, you give the inmates some entertainment, basically? As, honestly, like, that's the real thing I was thinking. It's like, you give a little little bit back.
2: Or do people. you let them have a section in the stadium? Because no minor league teams sell out. Not that many. Do you yeah. give them a section where the inmates can come watch the game? I'd be maybe? cool with that, too. And they're obviously heavily guarded. Obviously heavily guarded. Look, yeah. this
0: is what, I don't think prisons need to be as draconian as they are. Like, I think we're all human beings. People make mistakes. I believe in redemption. Fucking build a minor league baseball stadium next to a prison. It's interesting. It's not a real idea. Look, I, I this is a bad idea. People would die. This is a bad idea. But I would want to build a stadium somewhere where you get to incorporate whatever is specific about that area. Like when we went to the Outer Banks, this is like uh, back in December. I love going to- North Carolina? Be- well, be- specifically beach towns and off-season are Got like it. one of the, I feel like the most relaxing place to be. Okay. And I was like, there should be a minor league baseball team here where the center
2: field view is the ocean. You could, I was like looking at spots because there's like so a... Pensacola, Florida has that. Yeah, which team? Literally, it's the uh, it's I think it's the Reds Double A. Okay, but it's Pensacola's. Um, I forget the name of what they the Blue Wahoos or something like that. Okay, there's a funny name for you. That's awesome. Uh, it's on the water. So amazing. You if you get a chance to go down there, Pensacola, Florida, dude, fuck yeah. It's got it's on the ocean, just like you're saying. But anyways, go ahead. You want to incorporate what brings the city? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I would build like a minor league
0: baseball stadium if it's West Virginia. Let's build it in a rock quarry. Let's do yes. shit to like like highlight highlight where we are. Yes. Like I think that's a I think that to me is like I remember I saw UTEP uh, University of Texas El Paso. Uh-huh. They're a terrible football team. They're like the worst team in college football. But they like part of their stadium is like a rock wall. It's because I guess their stadium, like, there's, like, a, a mountain right there. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. And, like, when they throw a touchdown, like, you can kind of see the beginning of the rock wall, like, where they would walk out. I'm like, to me, when you have, like, these smaller athletic venues, it's like you have you have an opportunity to be creative in a way that maybe even a professional team couldn't take a risk like that. Right. I feel like I have a future designing minor league baseball stadiums. That's cool. I mean, I have no background in sure, any type of, of architect, not. but I just feel you like have the idea. I would just write stuff on a board and be yeah. like, "Do it! Make it <laughs> this happen! <is> what <laughs> I want a prison right on the field." Yes. What would you do if you could? You, I mean, you you spent a lot of time in minor league baseball stadiums.
2: You <sighs> yeah. mentioned the Ocean One. What was the coolest one you've ever seen? You know what's crazy is Dayton, Ohio, the Dayton Dragons, they sell out, or they did, every single game, and that is like a big league type of stadium. I loved playing there. Um, that was in the Midwest League, like low A, so it's in okay. lower levels. Um, How many people? I'm going to guess 10 to 12,000 maybe sometimes. They were sometimes. selling out low A They were a selling baseball. out some games, yeah, in Dayton. Some of these towns have nothing else going on. Yeah, yeah. If there's no pro sports team there, you know, that's why Alabama football does so well. There's no pro sports team. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, this is all we got. Um, but yeah, randomly, Dayton, Ohio, amazing stadium. Love playing there. Or like Oklahoma City, really cool place to, to play. Or, mm-hmm. you know, just like a random town like that. Um, Any
0: place where you can be the only show in town right. is probably good. Yeah. I think uh, I have a friend that lives in Omaha. Yeah. And he's like, Storm Chasers games? Fucking people Dude. are fucking yeah.
2: wearing jerseys. Like, they care. Albuquerque, places like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, where's another. Uh, like San Antonio, kind of a little bit of that El yeah. Paso, like you were talking about Utah. Any yeah. of those
0: like kind of outpost places? Yeah, where you're like are
2: we still in America? Yeah,
0: those probably have a cool sports culture. The
2: key is fan friendly, right? Because when you go to a big league game, it's really expensive. There's not much entertainment, really. You know, it's like everything costs a lot of money. So you want and minor of the games are are for the fans, right? You get close to the yeah. players, you can probably get an autograph. You know, you get kids can run the bases after, yeah, you yeah. get all that. Get fireworks. Stuff. Dollar you get, beers. You get fireworks a lot. Yeah. You get to do the camp out in the outfield and watch the sand lot on the jumbotron. Like
0: <laughs> that if, kind if, of if shit. You, if you buy a season ticket, you right. get to pitch the eighth right. inning <laughs> in a meaningless game. Once once the team gets up or down right. by fifteen runs, they're yeah. like, take their nine hole hitter. Right. <laughs> the key to minor play.
2: league baseball is promotion and fan entertainment.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's I feel like that's uh I mean, I remember it was my sister. Uh, she's a singer, and she sang the national anthem at a Frederick Keys game. Okay. And so it was, that was, might have been the first minor league baseball game I'd ever gone to. I mean, we were, oh, whatever I was, 17, 18 at the time. And we stayed for the whole game, and I was like, this is fucking fun. Yeah. I don't know what the score is of the game. I'm not really paying attention to that. But everything else going on here is so, like, it just feels like a carnival. Yes. like And that's that. Frederick is a single-A baseball right. stadium. But – yeah, I'm like the idea of planning something like that from the ground up. For some reason, like I'll go very often, I will go to sleep dreaming of designing a minor league base. Like that happens like once or
2: twice a week. Like, what if we put this Ferris wheel in the Yeah, outfit? That's
0: the last stop before I slip into a mini death multiple times a week. What would I do? The idea, I mean, you saying that there's a stadium with an ocean in the background. I'm like, that's like a that'll be a bucket list thing for me to go. Really check cool. Out.
2: You got to, yeah. You yeah. can hit like, you know, on the way down, you can hit like Destin, Florida, nice little vacation spot on the way down there. Maybe you
0: know, are I'm, we on the panhandle? on the Panhandle?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Where Pensacola? How far down is that?
2: Mm, I don't have the. I'm not ex- exactly sure. Okay, but it's like you got to go like through Tallahassee from where I was. So when I was playing in Alabama, we would play against Pensacola. So you okay. go that way around the panel but like tampa Clearwater has got really nice places um yeah, yeah. like dayton uh daytona i'm sorry daytona florida is nice too the field sucks but just being in daytona is yeah, like sure. the beaches are nice and daytona- it's, it's daytona beach right yeah, yeah i went to
0: uh in college i used to do coco beach okay and uh with my idiot
2: friends and we get real drunk there nice
0: four years in a row
2: Wow, see, like the East Coasters, Florida is like your California, right? That is your spot, <laughs> you know.
0: We're like, this is amazing.
2: Yeah, you then, guys like that is your vacation, and then you're like, Florida sucks. Yeah, I'm like, Florida, we'll go to Hawaii instead. You Florida's guys.
0: like homeless California, right. <laughs> and now that California is so homeless, yeah. well, I don't even know what that makes Florida exactly. right now. Yeah, yeah. I uh, all right. Well, this is this is inspiring to know. Yeah, man. That there are there are baseball stadiums built on the water. Yes, that I got to see. Got to go. By the way, Tampa Bay. Yeah, why? but that's they, a dome, though. But they got to get rid of that. They're not even in Tampa Bay. No, they're, they're in St. In, Petersburg. Right, right. Fucking move to Tampa Bay. Get the fucking money. Right. Get out of your stupid lease. Change your uniforms back to that neon shit that glows in the dark. The Devil Rays yes. back in the day? Get yeah. a fucking water tank where the Devil Ray can swim around the stadium and it's humane. And then fucking let's see the ocean in the background. Right. you fucking got all you need right. there for the
2: coolest stadium in the fucking... Yes. But that's just a bad baseball market. Like Miami got that new stadium. It's just not a good baseball market. And they got yeah. all the bells and whistles in there. They got like they a club in the outfield, like a nightclub in the outfield. <laughs> and I'm like, what? what is this? Dude, Derek Jeter is
0: working so dude. hard to make it the <sighs> Yankees. And it's like, bro, there's
2: nothing. It's not that important down there. Baseball's, there's a lot of great players that come from Florida. But yeah, the yeah. fan draw is just not there. Well, even though they won two World Series. And yeah. then like a year later, there's like their stadium's half full. You're
0: yeah. like, dude, dude, you guys. Yeah. I mean, part of that's the ownership selling right. things off as soon as they win. But yes. still, I don't know. i to me, when you have a when you're from a city, you got a city, you got a sports team there. How the fuck are you not into it? Right. I don't get that. That's. Yeah. I. It's more of a California thing where you were saying like when we did your show. Yeah. Like you Calif- got options. California man. California makes you earn. You got to earn. You got to earn our attention. attention. Yeah. Or we'll ignore you. Yeah, Florida's the same way. You gotta earn... And, like, even, I'd say, to a higher degree, you really gotta earn it there. Yeah. And then in the East Coast, they're like, abuse us. Fans are like, you can be terrible for 30 years and... If like the bad. Mets,
2: are for instance, right, yes. or even the Phillies, the the like Phillies. just torture us, you I mean, know. The
0: Phillies set the record a couple years ago; they had like a thousand losses, or the first professional team to That's a thousand it. losses. <laughs> and it was like, how many children have like bad childhoods specifically because right. the Phillies can't get their shit together? It's like, yeah, there. I feel like it's not even an option to lose the uh, the attention of the fans. The media
2: is tough on on those teams out there. They should be. Yeah,
0: right. I don't know. It's a weird. <laughs> what's the mental health is good I'm for going to therapy and like I don't want to like treat athletes like they're not people yeah but like at what point are we focusing too much on is there a point where you go too far with the mental health of athletes because like the whole Simone Biles thing I'm like kind of in the middle of it I'm like I'm in the middle also I'm like I don't think she's a coward she's obviously not a coward no I don't think but I also don't think it's like heroic there's a middle ground that nobody wants to take because it's like politicized yeah but then I'm like, if you just follow that, if you just follow that train of thought of like, well, you have to protect mental health is important. Mental health is like a mental sure. injury is like a physical injury. I'm like, well, then it sh- we shouldn't be allowed to boo, because what does booing do for people's mental health? What is that like to travel as a baseball player for 82 games out of a year and have some dude screaming you suck? Should that be allowed? That's fucking detrimental to people's mental health. 100% as well. hundred percent, it is. So part of me is like. I want to be supportive and like, I don't, people are human and I want everybody to have a, yes. I want everybody to feel like they can take care of themselves in moments like that. And then another part of me is like, it's fucking sports. Like, do we get to be competitive? Do we get to have a competitive fire? And like, do I get to watch a 1996 Carrie Strug go on a fucking broken ankle right. and think she's only doing it because they'll yell at her if she doesn't? I don't get to think she's an amazing person for overcoming an obstacle.
2: I've had a couple of days to digest all okay, this stuff. Okay, let me hear it. Because normally, I'm yeah, struggling I, with this. this. This is there's a lot of layers to this, right? There I think is. there's that whole stigma of the USA gymnastics in the past, of the course. way they abused those girls. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of that. A part of me thinks she's making a statement by doing this because it's like, I am going to make my own choices and USA Gymnastics is not going to make yeah. me do what they always did before. So I think there's that. There's also the, would Tom Brady quit at halftime of the Super Bowl? Is People are relating it to that, yeah. right? It's like, and she's self-proclaimed goat of gymnastics, which she is... Like She's she creating is. moves in the air and whatever routines that people haven't even scored number like numbers-wise yeah. before. She is the GOAT. But if you're going to put yourself in that class, now you're going to be Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. Now you're in that class, right? Yeah. And people are going to say, none of them would ever quit, quote-unquote, in that situation. Obviously, mental health is a huge deal. You don't want to get to that place. My, I guess my whole, what I first initially thought was like, you it's taken five years to get back to the Olympics. You're in Tokyo right now. You're there and you're going to step back. Why? Like, can you like, just put it together mentally for a week or two, you know, five years. You missed last year. What if this is, who knows what's going to happen? What if this is her last Olympics and you never get to do it again? And you, you know what I mean? Like the other thing, back to what you're saying, they're going to yell at her if she fails. Simone Biles in a public eye, she can't lose, right? She's not allowed to fail. She's the best. She has to win gold, or yeah. it's a failure. And they still got the silver, and they're like,
0: <laughs> could have been, should gold. have been, should have been gold. Should have been gold. Thanks a lot, Simone. Like, would they right? Would they even have qualified without right. her? Like, that's exactly right. Yeah.
2: There's a, there's so many layers there. I'm glad the other chick won. Um, one of the other gymnasts won the all around gold, which yeah. is cool. Highlight somebody else. It's not all about Simone. Yeah. But that's all the. I know I dumped a lot on you there, but there's no, so many layers to it. There's so many layers yeah. to
0: it, and it's like. You just watch people online just tearing fucking, people tearing her apart, and then people tearing the people tearing her apart for doing it. And everybody, it's almost like it feels like everything's just, (laughs) it feels like everything's becoming, did you
2: vote for Trump or not? And then you have
0: to just decide what you think based on. There's a
2: large portion that's like, well, Naomi Osaka pulled out of the Wimbledon, I think, for mental health, and now her. And so there's that. Generation of well, this is just a soft generation. Yeah, they don't want competition. It's okay to step back. There's a lot of people that are saying that. So, but obviously, mental health is huge because maybe we didn't realize all this shit was going on with USA Gymnastics that is now coming Coming to the forefront. Coming to the forefront, yeah. And I, you're right. There's so many
0: layers to it. And I, what I think, what I, this is like a. It's so it's so dumb that the brave place to be now, I think, is to be like. There's truth to both sides.
2: There is. And people are like,
0: fuck you.
2: The it's answer like, is usually in the middle, the right? The
0: in the middle. It's like, I don't, I think she's a human being. Yes. And it's like, when I see that moment, I don't go fuck her for quitting. I go, that's a human being. And like, I don't want to, that doesn't make her a hero for being that. It doesn't make her a villain for being that. People fall in the middle sometimes. And to me, it's like a testament to like the fucking mind being the most powerful thing in the world she's so far beyond anybody else in the sport just head and toes above the next yes the second place can't even see her right and if your mind's not right none of that matters like to me that's like the awe-inspiring part of what's happened but
2: i was gonna say think about like the way i thought like related to it was like a pitcher with a yips in baseball, or a, a position player with the yips, where they can't they can't throw. Yeah, yeah. Like you're mentally locked up. You, you like you can't you feel, you can't throw. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's what she's going through with the they call it like the twisties or whatever the twisties where you get you 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 don't. It's almost like vertigo in the air. It's I gotta say,
0: for as hard as gymnastics must be, they had to come up with a name that sounds <laughs> tougher than, than twisties. twisties.
2: Oh, you got a case of the twisties? <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: you know it's, it's like if you, like somebody like spins your head around halfway and breaks your neck, you're like, Ooh, you got a spinny. Yeah. You got a neck spinny. That sounds hard. It's like, no, I got my fucking neck broken. Right, right. Twisty sounds too adorable oh, to be. Right. I don't know where I am in the air and right. now I'm paralyzed. Right. But yeah, I do. I hear what you're saying and I do think that there's like, I wish people could talk to each other about it because there is such a, a fucking layered cake to it almost of like, you're right. Like abuse scandal can't be discarded. All the other stuff she overcame to get to that point can't be discarded overcoming obstacles is a part of sports. And you, I feel like a lot of people who don't like sports or don't understand sports are telling us how to watch
2: sports now.
0: And it's like, it's not even, you don't even like it. You're not right. even watching. Exactly. Does it,
2: How many of these people give a shit about gymnastics? Yeah, I, I had
0: a fight with somebody <laughs> where I was, uh, somebody recently where they were like, not a fight, but just a conversation with a friend of mine who I was like, they should lower the rim in oh. the WNBA so they can dunk. Uh huh. I think it would help the sport and you've never watched a game in your life. Like you don't you don't even like it.
2: No, immediately was, it was a feminist thing coming <laughs> out, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. that yeah. and
0: it's like I understand I guess I understand the argument but it's like call her a hero or you or burn in hell and it's like wait, hang on. Why why is it that immediately? Why does it immediately have to be the most
2: yes extreme,
0: extreme version of it? Get on board with that or go fuck yourself. Right, right. I just, I don't know, man. It's the middle has now become, it's weird. The middle has now become the extreme way to be. And it's more normal to just pick a side and fucking call the yeah. other side insane.
2: Yeah. There's also this thing with social media where it's you do not even being right anymore. It's I'm going to be first. I'm going to react first. Yes. And that's my emotions are going to just happen right now. You know, it's just like, yeah, dude, yeah. you don't have to be first. Like, take it in for a second before you react and get, you know, and get so, like we were just talking about, are you really that upset about gymnastics? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Who cares?
0: Yeah, it's like, yes, I think And she's
2: won so many golds already. It's just like, you know? I think people got upset or like took offense to her saying she's a goat. And then, like I said earlier, when you put yourself in that class- Well, she had a goat on her- Right. Uh, We're thing. expecting goat mentally too. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's what people, I think, I got think, upset about. Yes,
0: I think that hurt her a little bit in that moment. Yeah. One side doesn't want to acknowledge that and it drives people insane. Yes. But it doesn't discount the other things that you were saying and that, like, you know, like people on that that side of it say where it's like there are other factors beyond just fucking winning at all costs. You know, like
2: people think the USA is never allowed to lose a medal ever. You know what I mean?
0: It's okay. It's like it's not 1980 like Lake Placid. Like the the, world has caught up to us in some athletic events. The, The Russians can have it like it will be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if we were still fighting the Cold War, I'd be like, how could you do this <laughs> to America? But I don't think the stakes are as high. I mean, they are. here's the thing. They are high, but I think it's like, it's just whatever. It's, we're
2: so arrogant that we think we can't lose, ever. Do you, when I watch, sometimes when I watch the Olympics,
0: I root against America. And, and that's like a weird thing because yeah, is, yeah. I, I'm actually very, I'm a very patriotic person. I grew up in a military family. I fucking... I like it here, and I was born overseas and have traveled a lot. But then when I'm watching, like, America play soccer against, like, Ghana a couple years ago, I'm like, who the fuck is rooting for America here? Like, Ghana's the underdog. Let's go for them. Yes. Or, like, when U.S. is playing, like, Iraq in soccer, I'm like, these players could get murdered if they don't win. Yeah. Fuck America. Go Iraq. Like, right. I remember hearing, like, stories of, like, the Colombian goalkeeper that got shot after the— World Cup in 92, it's yeah. like they actually care about it way more than we do. Right, And, like, they're so under-resourced compared to this country. For sure. I don't know. Like, as a person that hosts a podcast about underdogs, I, I, I just can't find it in myself to root for America. It's weird. I should. But when the Olympics come around, I'm always rooting for the smaller— Country, like the country that has like two Olympians, sure, like one javelin throwing. Right. This like, is all
2: they got, yeah. Like, yeah. who isn't
0: hoping they win their right. one thing? I'm America needs another yes. gold right now. I don't know, so yeah, it's that's what it brings up for me, sure, with Simone Piles. I'm like, am I rooting for Russia? They have it rough <laughs> over there. Yeah. I don't think they have air conditioners. Other than the of fact places. that they kind
2: of cheat and they've been known to uh, well yeah. have some PEDs but, happening. Uh, but
0: when I think of that, I don't think of the people of Russia are cheaters. Right. I think of like that's Just a, the athletes that, or the whatever, athletes. like
2: the people above the that. The people above the whatever athletes. Whatever the hell they are, right? That yeah. federation, whatever it is, right? We started yeah.
0: watching The Americans a couple nights ago. Oh, okay. I'm like, I, I'm rooting for the Russians. I mean, in of course, like geopolitically, I'd like America to do well. But, you know, The Americans is a good show. Yeah. <laughs> I view pe- people are people everywhere in the world. It's right. like you're a product of your environment. So I have no, uh, I have no judgment towards Russian people, even if we're. I have no judgment towards a country we're at war with. Like right. the
2: people there are just people. Right. You know. You're ta- also in those other countries, like there, especially like in the World Cup and, or like FIFA, all that stuff. Like there's yeah. a lot of shady money behind the results of these games. Yes. So not like, that's not how it is really here. I mean, I'm sure there's money behind, but like, not like that. Like their lives are on the line way more than ours.
0: Yes. Like we complain about how like dirty college football is. Yeah. And we're like, Oh man, this is fucked up. Like what these big schools do with boosters and stuff. Yeah. Okay. The goalie for the Colombian soccer team got murdered after the World Cup when he gave up a penalty kick. Yeah. That's a real story. Yeah. That would if that happened in this country, we would not stop fucking talking yeah. about it for like eight years. Right. I feel like we don't have a lot of perspective here no. about the actual shit that people go through in other countries, how fucking harrowing some of those stories are. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to encourage my listeners to do right now is stop rooting for America in the Olympics. Stop. <laughs> We've I, won enough, and I'm, that's not an anti-American thing. No. I love America, but yeah. in the Olympics, we, you should hope we lose every time. It's an interesting I, like, I love yeah. the like the women's soccer team was winning like 11 to oh, zero, good. and they yeah. were like telling the other team to suck it, and I'm like. I'm rooting for the other women's teams. Like, they're, they're, they're overcoming so much more to get where they are yes. in that moment. And then we're just smashing them.
2: And America, Our women's team is so good. They're
0: so dominant. How could you root for a team that's like the old dream team in 92? Yeah, it's 92, like Jordan yeah. and Pippen yeah.
2: dunking on a dude from Slovenia that looks like me. Right, right.
0: I'm like, why would you root for that? Why would you root for them?
2: Isn't it kind of funny that our men's soccer team is bad? It's like, terrible. It is, fu- it is kind of funny though. Like they're people are actually way better than us at soccer. Like we're actually it. bad at something.
0: Did you watch Ted Lasso?
2: I haven't seen it yet, but Everyone keeps telling me it's a oh, really good show. There's just a funny yeah. line
0: about one of the car- uh, one of the guys that's like at the end of his career, being like, "I guess I'll go play in fucking America." <laughs> Christ! And it's just such an insult to them to think about coming yes. over here. Yes. I. The only um, yeah, the only American sports team worth rooting for is like an underdog team in the Olympics, like when we were going up against Russia and they have the better players. Right. Like if a, if U.S. is going to play Brazil in a qualifying game, okay, I'll root for us then. Right. But if it's a situation where like we have the clear advantage, I my pull for the underdog is bigger than my pull for my country in that case.
2: As you so, said. Sue me. You you've said on my podcast, we're all backups in some way.
0: We're all backups in some way. You and me particularly, yeah. like I think even more than others. For sure. <laughs> look, dude, we're, we're going like yeah, fucking an great. hour and a half. Oh, That's
2: a perfect uh, thing to end on. So look, yeah. uh, tell my, uh, well, thanks for doing the show. For sure, man. Right. Anytime. Yeah. I'll come up here as once a week if you want. Uh, once a week. New co-host.
0: <laughs> uh, tell my fans, my fans, tell people that I've guilted into listening to this podcast, how they can find yes. your podcast and
2: support you. Sure. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Two Tall Sports Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Two Tall Sports. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Just type in Two Tall Sports Podcast. You can find me there. Um, but yeah, subscribe if you want to listen. I do interview based show um, and just try to feature different people within sports or sports psychologists, writers, and uh, anybody that's related in you know sports companies, whatever. But um, anyway, so yeah, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Just Two Tall Sports Podcast. You can look me up. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for doing the show, man. It was a lot of fun, and we'll uh, we'll have you back.
2: Thank you. Would love to do it. All right, brother.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, visit erichelwig.com, where you can follow on social media, join the newsletter, visit the merch store, or email me directly. If you're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, rate us five stars and write a review. If not, just subscribe from your preferred podcast platform. Lastly, If you know someone who would enjoy our content, please tell them about the show. That's erichelwig.com for all things backups, and we'll see you on the next episode.